Happy holidays, everybody. Angela Bowen here, the host of Looking Back on My Wonder Years, a Wonder Years podcast. Well, I'm going to go on and just say, I know I keep changing my mind. And I did say, well, I'm gonna, instead of Christmas, I'm going to do this for Mother's Day. And I'm like, you know what? I've been want, literally wanting to do this movie for probably at least a year or more for the podcast. And I'm doing it. I'm covering it for the holiday season. Because, spoiler alert, the movie ends on Christmas Day. So, yeah. The movie I'm referring to, if you haven't guessed is Stepmom, which stars Julia Roberts and Susan Sarandon, Ed Harris, and Jenna Malone, and Liam Aiken. Let me go to... (laughs) I gotta make sure I'm doing this. So, yeah, I've been wanting to do this, and honestly, I actually want to dedicate this movie review. I want to dedicate it to my dad. Um, Spoiler alert... If you have not seen this movie, one little thing. It does involve a character who has cancer. So if this is a trigger warning, if you want to avoid the review, I completely understand. They they do go into a little bit here and there with the treatment and all that stuff. So... Stepmom was released in, I believe, 1998. Oh my gosh! Christmas Day 1998, guys. This is when Stepmom came out. Oh my gosh. Okay, we got some taglines here. Sometimes the person we can't live with becomes a person you can't live without. Okay, I don't know who wrote that tagline in here, but it is a lot of misspellings. When two women share one family. Finally. What? Finally is returning to the big screen for the first time in a generation. What? This is a tagline for stepmom? That's confusing. Okay, this one is 100%. It's on the DVD cover too. So this one's legit and it's the most beautiful I have ever read in my life. Be there for the joy. Be there for the tears. Be there for each other. Yes. So, yes, this came out Christmas Day, 1998. I would have been a sophomore in high school in 1998. Uh, A lot of filming in New York. Uh, budget was fifty million. Opening weekend oh, did not do well. Opening weekend only nineteen million. It grossed ninety one million worldwide million. This movie grossed a hundred and fifty million dollars, and the movie is over two hours long. So definitely count on this movie being at least well over the review being at least over two hours to probably three hours long. So, the synopsis. A terminally ill woman must deal with her ex-husband's new lover, who will be their children's stepmother. So, they straight out the gate let you know, like, there is a terminally ill. Susan Sarandon plays... Let's run down the cast list. We have Julia Roberts playing Isabel Kelly. I didn't know that was her last name. Okay. Susan Sarandon plays Jackie Harris. Ed Harris. Oh, Jackie Harrison. Okay. Ed Harris plays Luke Harrison. 
Jackie's ex-husband. Jenna Malone plays Anna Harrison, the daughter of Luke and Jackie. And, of course, Liam Aiken does uh, the role of Ben Harrison. Yep, uh, Jenna Malone and uh, Jenna Malone has had quite a career. She's been in quite a lot of movies. You probably will remember her not too long ago from The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part uh, 1 and Catching Fire. She played Johanna Mason. She was also Young Ellie in 1997's Contact. I have not seen that. She was also an Annabelle. Really? Interesting. Okay, yeah, just going through her resume. Um, Jeanette Clyburn in Batman vs. Superman. Yeah, she's got she's got a pretty lengthy resume. Yeah, good for her. Liam Aiken, of course. I just kind of looking at his resume. Uh, he, in 2003, he was in the movie Good Boy. Uh, 2004, he was in A Series of Unfortunate Events, which starred Jim Carrey, which also became a Netflix show starring Neil Patrick Harris in the role of Jim Carrey's character, I believe. So yeah, just a lot of, uh, oh, he was in Mad Men? I, I've never watched, uh, Mad Men, but the, yeah. Okay, so we also have some other people here. Who are just kind of, you know, bit players, you know, side characters. Uh, Chris Columbus, Harry directed Harry Potter, Home Alone. He directed this movie. Writers, Gigi Levangi, uh, story, screenplay, Jesse Nelson, you know, slew of people. Steven Rogers, Karen Lee Hopkins, Ronald Bass. Alright, let's see. Yeah, 90s was... The 90s was Julia Roberts' time. Big time. From 89, when she was in Steel Magnolias, which I do want to cover that. For the, I, I do want to cover a trio of tearjerker movies from Steel Magnolias, Beaches, Terms of Endearment. So if I do Terms of Endearment, you know I gotta do Evening Star. The sequel that came out many, many years later after Terms of Endearment. So, yeah. All right. Let's look at the... Uh, okay. The film was direct dedicated in loving memory of Irene Columbus director John... Uh, director Chris Columbus's mother who died of cancer the year before the movie was released. Oh, my goodness. All right. So I'm going to hold off on any trivia till the end of the movie as well as goofs. So, yeah, let's, I want to jump into this movie. I really, really do. I'm ready for it. I hope you're all ready for it. I know you're like, it's a sad way to go for December. I, I know it is. I know. But like I said, I've been wanting to do this for quite a while. I think then in lieu of Mother's Day and stuff like that, I think I want to cover Parenthood, the movie from you know, 1989. Ron Howard's love that. Okay. Don't hold me to it. You know, I could change my mind, but let's keep that in that slot. Let's keep that in that slot for that because you know, summertime, I do want to hit the Free Willy trilogy. And I'm saying trilogy because I'm not covering that movie that came afterwards. Okay. I'm not doing it. 
And as far as the uh, musical biopics, which I was originally going to be doing for the first of the year, changing things up a bit. I'm still deciding how I want to do. I might just do, you know, some random movies for the first of the you know, a few months. We'll see. We'll see. Um, also, I really... I kind of want to do Swim Fan and Fear. I thought that would be kind of fun to do. And then also, I wouldn't mind hitting up a couple more uh, romantic comedies with Julia Roberts. Runaway Bride and Pretty Woman. You know, Richard Gere, Julia Roberts duo. We need to get them in another movie. Can we do that? I want to see them both in another movie. I think that would be amazing. So, yeah. We'll see. I'll do either that or either that. We'll see. We'll see. I have not watched this movie in years just because I wanted to save it for when I would review it on the podcast. So I put enough time and distance between me and the movie. So let's jump into this. I'm so ready for it. I know... I know with my dad having passed away, it'll be three years in March, that I think this movie is going to hit a lot more personally now than it probably would have done. And a, a funny little story about this movie, Stepmom. It came out, so the other sister was the other movie, which I definitely want to get to that for the podcast too. Um, when I saw Cruel Intentions... I was all set to see it, and then I don't. There's this whole thing where my dad finally he was going to let me, and then all of a sudden it's like my aunt was like, "No, you shouldn't let her see that. She's only 17. She doesn't need to be seeing that movie." He's like, "What is that movie about again?" And I told him, "He's like, yeah, exactly." So I lied and said I was seeing the movie. Wait, I think I said I was seeing the other sister. Yeah, I did. I said I was seeing the other sister so I could see Cruel Intentions because they were playing right around. My dad never checked. And then, of course, I saw Cruel Intentions a second time in the theater by saying I saw the movie Stepmom. I did actually go and see Stepmom in the theater just a different time. I gotta say, I love the opening of this. You just hear some seagulls. You hear some boats out on the water. You see a little bit of a skyline, not much. Of, um, yeah, shows her in New York. You kind of hear what sounds like the Ice Ice Baby song by Vanilla Ice, but it's actually the song Under Pressure. And it's just a radio DJ coming on and saying, oh, we have a nice autumn day. So, yeah, the movie does start, I believe, I think it's sometime in mid-December. And then it pretty much takes you through all the way until, you know, Christmas Day in December. We see a clock. It says 7 44, so it looks like an alarm's gonna go off. On a nightstand, we see a picture of Julia Roberts and Ed Harris. It's kind of out of focus a little bit. And then, of course, we see the title and beautiful cursive font, Stepmom. So, the alarm hasn't even gone off yet, and Julia Roberts just wakes up, and she wakes up with a sense of urgency, like, oh, shoot, 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 because she's you know, wearing a gray t-shirt, clearly wearing boxers that are her boyfriend. See, her and Luke, they're not married. They're pretty much just living together. They're not even engaged yet, actually, now that I think about it. So the kids actually are staying with the, this divorce situation. 
they're splitting their time between their dad, Luke, and their mom, Jackie. So this is a really, I don't know whether this is supposed to be an apartment exactly, or because it's got actually a set of stairs that go up to a second level. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know much about uh, New York apartments. Okay, so one thing you got to learn about Ben is this kid is a magi magician. He is into magic tricks and apparently disappearing because as Isabel is Julia Roberts's character, Isabel is getting dressed and she is running about trying to get the kids up, yelling for Ben. Ben, come on, we're late, buddy. Let's go, let's go. She goes into his room, turns the light on. This room is decked out with so many magician posters, dinosaurs, all of that. Typical seven, eight-year-old kid. She's like, all right, buddy, come on, we're late. She pulls back the comforter on his bed, and there's an inflatable dinosaur. And she's like, whoa! <laughs> like, she's surprised. Like, okay, where is he? So now she's got to find out where Ben is. So she goes to see... Ben's older sister, 12-year-old, Anna. And of course, you can tell right off the bat, Anna is not a fan of the situation with her dad and mom being divorced. And now her dad is with Isabel. Yeah, not a fan of the soon-to-be one-day stepmom, or if you want to call living girlfriend, I guess, at this point. There is an adorable white bunny with red eyes, because she's like, you think this might be funny, Ben, but this is so not. She almost stepped on that poor rabbit. Oh yeah, every magician's gotta have a bun bun, a white bunny. Yeah, she even looks in his closet and she's just yelling, Ben, Ben, where are you? Come on. She's even got, you know, his pants and shirt and all that stuff to, so that way he can get into his school clothes. See, this is why most people set an alarm if they got to be up for something. You know, you always sometimes, I don't know, I don't hit a snooze. I don't hit snooze. I, like, when I set my alarm, it's like, I'm up. I got to get up. I got to get stuff to, music by John Williams. Ah! John Williams collaborating with Chris Columbus, he would later collaborate again in Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. So, yeah, she opens Anna's bedroom door. It's like, oh, great, you're up. And Anna is not too happy with Isabel. She's like, you forgot to wash my purple shirt. I told you a hundred times. Today is purple shirt day at school. And we actually learn, I believe that Ben and Anna do go to a private school. So... Isabel tries to play this off like, oh, no, I didn't forget. In fact, I was sp uh, spending the whole night thinking about it. Anna's not buying it. She's like, yeah, right. So Isabel says, I think that you are too special to look like everyone else. She grabs a shirt off the dresser and says, orangey red. That's your color. Few can carry it off. Here you go. Oh, jeez. You're going to stand out so bad. This girl, I swear, when Isabel says, now help me find your brother, and Anna says, you lost Ben? And Annabelle stops in the doorway and turns and looks at her like, oh, no, I didn't lose Ben. I just, yeah. She, she doesn't say anything to that. She's like, no, I didn't lose Ben. And then she turns around and starts trying to find him in the kitchen. 
So, yeah, now it's like Isabella's just, she's really running hard here trying to get sandwiches made, lunches made, all that stuff. She's like, fine, Ben, fine. You can explain to your teacher why you're late. Your dad had to go to work early because he had a important case he had to work on. So that's why he's not there. Pantry cupboard. And Ben pops out with a Skippy peanut butter in his hand. And, of course, Isabel's surprised. Shit. Shit. <laughs> she's not expecting him. <laughs> so she's like, yeah, she pulls him out of the cupboard. Oh, it isn't a pan. It's a cupboard. Yeah, she's like, okay, you're so not funny. And we're also late. You're late, so you need to get dressed right this second. And, of course, she's like, stay. No, stay there. Because he starts, this kid has got so much energy for 8 a.m. I don't know how he does it. She is wrangling this kid. She, like, uh, tackles him and starts, like, trying to pull off his pajamas to help him get dressed. I'm like, dude, you're seven, man. Help out a little bit. Okay, well. <laughs> He's like, no, I don't want to go to school. There's a knock at the door. Who is it? It's Jackie, Susan Sarandon. It's their mom. She's there to pick them up and take them to school, even though they should be dressed. Well, one is dressed. One out of two, I guess, isn't bad. I mean, Anna's 12. If she's not dressed herself, there's something wrong. 12-year-olds can dress themselves. In fact, I think 7- or 8-year-olds should be semi-capable of mainly dressing themselves. Hopefully. I mean, if the, f the clothes are already put out there, all you gotta do is put the stuff on. That's all. Oh, yeah. Ben runs over to Jackie, gives her a hug. Jackie, of course, notices... Hey, Anna, why are you not wearing a purple shirt? I thought it was purple shirt day. And Anna says, well, she forgot to wash my shirt. <laughs> and even, uh, yeah, Jackie says, buddy, we're running late. Why aren't you dressed? And, of course, Jackie, mother of the year, says, I will take it from here, Isabel. Basically making Isabel feel incompetent of able to take care of two kids under the age of 13. <laughs> One being seven years old and high energy at 8 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> oh my goodness. And of course, Jack, uh, Isabel says, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you will, Jackie. Yeah, it's like, ugh. I'm sure that's what she was just avoiding, just the... Uh, glare of Jackie like oh you're like a 20 something year old trying to take care of my kids and I don't think you're fit to be a mother and yeah I mean she doesn't get into that but it's just like she can like, yeah you're underqualified to take care of my kids Jackie's got that family running like a well-oiled machine you know you find out later she's got all these schedules for the kids for all their activities and just how she and Isabel tend to clash where Isabel's got a full-time job. She's a photographer and she has a lot of assignments that she has to do. And then also trying to take care of Luke's kids, which is kind of a package deal when you're dating someone that does have children from another relationship. You're also dealing with the baby mama. So, yeah. Mommy! <laughs> Mommy! Hi, sweetie. Hmm, Ben, you look like you're having oh, such ben. a good time. But we're running a little late. Ben? Oh, sweetie, I thought you were supposed to be wearing purple today. She forgot to wash it. Oh, hey! Mm. <laughs> mm. 
What a hug. <laughs> I'll handle it from here, Isabel. Sure you will, Jackie. So Jackie's walking with the kids down the sidewalk and notices Isabel's attempts at a school lunch. One of which is placed in like a little grocery bag and the other one is in like a takeout paper delivery bag. And Jackie just takes those and just chucks them in the nearby trash can. Like, okay, let's get ready to get you to school. So, of course, now we're in the car. Jackie's taking the kids to school. And Anna is just like, Mom, why do we have to listen to this classical stuff? Do we have to listen to this? And Jackie says, no, honey. When you get your own car, you can listen to whatever music you want. And Ben, who's in the back, asks, Mom, why does Isabel wear daddy's underpants? Doesn't she have her own? And... Jackie says, well, honey, I'm sure they're in that heaping pile of laundry I saw stacked on the washing machine. And Anna's like, yeah, I'm sure they're right next to my purple shirt. So, of course, Anna's on the complain train here when she's like, oh, I can't stand her. She's always messing up my life. Yeah, she starts off with, oh, I'm never speaking to her again. And I love how Jackie's just saying, never say never, honey. And then... Anna says, ah, oh, she's always messing up my life. And Jackie adds, honey, it's not fair to say always. And I love how she's driving the kids to school. She's giving advice. And she's also, honey, here you go. Take your vitamins. And she adds one to bed, making sure the kids are, you know, staying healthy. So, of course, Anna calls Isabel a witch. Like, oh, I hate her. She's such a witch. And I love what Jackie does here. She's like, hey, no name calling. Use your words. And Anna says, oh, I hate when you say that. And Jackie says, hate is a totally acceptable word. Unlike Caroline Ingalls from Little House on the Prairie when Laura says, I hate that Nellie Olson. And Caroline says, Laura, don't say hate. Don't even think hate. Yeah, and she says, you know, it's just use it appropriately, like when you really detest something. And <laughs> Jackie gives examples like the planet Uranus. Like, I think that's a terrible word. I hate that word. How many jokes have there been about the planet Uranus? I can think all the way back to 1982 in <laughs> the movie E.T., when Elliot gets into an argument with one of his brother Michael's friends and it's like, oh, did the alien come back? <laughs> did it come from your anus? Get it? Your anus? <laughs> that, <laughs> those jokes have probably been going on since after they named it. Like, Uranus, you sure? You sure you want to name it Uranus? Okay, okay. I, I Yeah, just... Be prepared for any any backlash, any jokes about the. Come on, come on! Really? I remember the Hokey Pokey from like gym class in elementary school. I've never done it. The only songs I can remember that were always constant at wedding receptions were the song Shout and of course the YMCA. 
I know at my wedding they played the chicken dance and unfortunately I had to participate because I was the bride, you see. So, <laughs> yeah, my sister grabbed my hand like, I'm sorry, but you're the bride, so you're not getting out of this. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jackie says, the hokey pokey, I hate it. Putting your foot in and out at weddings, it's terrible. Yeah, I'd honestly say the hokey pokey is more for young kids. Adults can do it. I mean, there's... No one's saying you can't, but it just it seems like more of a, a fun game for kids to play. Oh my gosh, these, what is it with boys and burping? I mean, oh my gosh. So, this kid just, Ben just lets out this really like, loud belch. And Anna's like, oh, I hate it when you do that, Ben. I can smell your breakfast. What did they have for breakfast? It seems like they're running, going, 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 so they really didn't have time to stop. <laughs> Jackie's like, yeah, point well taken. Alright, so we get to see Isabel's job as a photographer. Uh, apparently she's late to a photo shoot and she is filming these ladies in red dresses. I'm guessing maybe it's for a billboard ad, a magazine ad, I don't know. But of course the catering guy's got two platters of grapes and cheese and whatnot and he's got each her in one hand and then her boss comes up because you know she's late and everything like that and the ladies you know the models are getting all upset but anyway he asks why are you shooting the craft services guy we have a perfectly well-dressed model right over there and of course Isabel says well this is genius and I will show you why you hired me, and even after I uh, agreed not to sleep with you or something like that. <laughs> and she says that right in front of a client, to her boss in front of a client. He's like, oh, she's kidding. Like, mm, yeah. Yeah, and her boss says, we've been waiting for over an hour. Why are you shooting this? And she says, because I'm brilliant, brilliant and I see something you don't. Yeah, he says, I have five male models and very expensive suits over there. Why, why are you filming the craft services guy? Because the craft services guy, his smile is genuine. And just his pose and everything just really. And thanks to photoshopping and all that fun stuff, she is going to show her boss how great this is going to look when it comes out. 1998 floppy disks. Oh my, not the big floppies, but like the smaller compact size one. And it's amazing, even 1998, how far we have come with the computer monitors. They're not big and bulky with big butts on them, like the standard deaf TVs. No, they are flat screens and they are beautiful now. That's about the gist of my computer knowledge. My husband's the tech guy, not me. So yeah, she shows the storyboard of her creation and everyone is just wow. The execs, the clients, just wow. And even someone says like, wow, that suit takes pounds off that guy. Because when she was like creating this masterpiece storyboard of this ad and she like had like Armani suits like this little clip art thing and she was putting on the guy and like erasing the uh food platters and all that stuff and it's just everyone's just so happy and I think it's the fact that she was able to do that in a pinch with only a short amount of time to really do it in she really saved her ass and the other guys 
All right, so now we're going to jump back to Anna and Ben's school. The principal has some concerns regarding Anna and her schoolwork. And she's talking to Jackie and Luke, Anna and Ben's parents, about it. She says, well, change can be exhilarating for an adult and can be quite a challenge for a child. So... The principal lets them know that Anna's schoolwork has been kind of slipping. And she mentioned about a move to Switzerland. And, yeah, that takes Jackie and Luke by surprise. Like, excuse me? Of course, during this meeting, you know that uh, Luke, I believe, is a lawyer. Because Isabel said he's working on a case. And his beeper keeps going off. And Jackie finally is like, are you here? Because it doesn't seem like you're here. He's like, yeah, I'm here. It's like, well, then turn your beeper off. And Anna also said that her parents are remarrying, which they both are like, well, we're not doing that. We're not remarrying. (laughs) And even Jackie brings up that Luke is living with his live-in girlfriend Isabel and how she's Jackie splitting her time with her husband even though he's gone all the time so the kids are spending more of their time with Isabel and it's just a big adjustment for the kids and this is kind of how Anna is acting out by these fantasies of her parents remarrying and then them moving to Switzerland and it's just yeah I'm I'm guessing maybe this is just Anna's way of coping with this big change in her life. I mean, it's one thing your parents are divorced, but it's another thing right after a divorce or separation or whatever that one of the parents starts not only dating somebody, but living with that person so shortly after is a big, big change for a child. So, yeah, apparently his beeper's going off because this case that Luke's been working on for over eight months, his the judge's ruling could make or break this case. So, of course, like, but I have I answered my beeper? No. And Jackie's like, well, then turn it off. Yeah, Anna says that, well, the principal says that Anna really isn't completing her work since she says she's going to be leaving at the end of the semester. What? Uh, what? <laughs> okay. And that's where the principal kind of taps into, well, is there something happening at home that could possibly be intensifying Anna's need to create this fantasy? I, as a child from... You know, kind of a broken home. In a way, in a way, you know, my parents divorced. My mom had lupus. She wasn't in the house. I was, you know, living with my aunt for a while and then my dad and all that. All that, I'm not going to... You guys, if you've listened to the podcast, you know all this. And the times that I've shared it. I, as a child, I did. I did create fantasy worlds in my mind and... When it came to TV shows, and I would just look at those families and just want to pretend like I'm I'm part of their families to feel like normal, and I had a whole family, and the and just you know st- that was concerning for my my family, my grandma, my dad, my aunt. They were just really it's like you're just living in this fantasy world that's not healthy. You need to you know not do that, and it's just 
for me, doing that was a coping mechanism. As probably unhealthy as that sounds, but when you're six, seven, eight years old and you're just, your world is kind of being ripped asunder and you just really, everything's changing. Everything was changing between the ages of seven through nine that I just didn't know the best way to handle. So I just, you know, pretended I was part of TV families in my head. So I understand Anna's but the whole, her parents remarrying and moving to Switzerland, the fact that she was saying this to her teachers is something she's built up in her mind to help her cope. Change is exhilarating for an adult. It can be quite a challenge for a child. I won't get that. That's fine. Change. Mm -hmm. You were talking about change. Well, the fact that you two are remarrying obviously has Anna overjoyed, and she's very excited about the move to Switzerland. She said we are remarrying? Mm-hmm. And my concern is that Anna seems apathetic towards her work, knowing she's leaving uh, before the semester. Mrs. Franklin, we are not... No plans on getting... Remarried. I mean, there's no move. To Switzerland. Uh, no. No. Really? Really? Well, then my concern for Anna... Is that she? Jeez. Are you here? I'm here. Take it because you don't seem like you're really here. I'm here. The judge is about to rule on a motion that could make or break this case. I've been working on for eight months, but have I answered my beeper? So turn it off. I'm wondering if there's anything going on at home that could possibly be intensifying Anna's need to create this fantasy. I've been seeing another woman well, for the, the past three year. Short years since I divorced, he's seen a number of women and saw a few women when we first split up. But I've been seeing anyway, one now, woman for the past year, and after a lot of thought and careful discussion with her the and the kids, I might add, she moved he's in last with month. with a woman half his age. Isabel's not half my age. We're not discussing your age. Then why bring it up? Children, when they go to your house, they want to be with you. They want to be with their father. When they come to my house, they want to be a part of my life. Isabel's part of my life. Mr. Harrison, I hear you talking about your life, your needs, but. Are you really in touch with what Anna needs? Anna needs a home where she feels safe and loved. What I'm trying to give her. I thought that's what you already had. I would walk through fire for Anna. Gladly. Any day of the week. Except Thursday when Isabel forgot to pick them up. Jackie, she was five minutes late for Christ's sakes. Well, she was five minutes late. I'm wondering if Anna could be responding to the underlying hostility that exists between your girlfriend and Mrs. Harrison. Well, of course she's responding to it. Mrs. Franklin, do you think any of this is easy for us? Do you think it's easy for Jackie to watch her kids being looked after by another woman? Not to mention a, a woman who really has no experience being a mother. Of course Jackie's going to be irrational, hostile, defensive. Thank you, Luke. So, yeah. They kind of let it slip about the fact that after... Okay, they've been divorced now for three years. In that time, Luke had been seeing a number of women. And then in the last year, he had been seriously dating Isabel. And just, I guess, they moved in together just only a month ago. She moved in with him. And the fact that the principal's picking up on the idea that maybe what Anna is reacting to is the hostility between Jackie 
and Isabel. And the fact that Luke even says, you know, I'm sure that Jackie can't stand the fact that a woman who, <clears throat> by the way, has no experience raising children is looking after her kids. And just saying, like, of course you'd be defensive, irrational, and hostile. It's like, okay. So, yeah, and the fact that he even adds, because the principal kind of comes at him with, well, it sounds like you're talking more about your needs. Do you really think about maybe what Anna needs right now? And he's like, yeah, I would walk through fire for Anna any day of the week. And she needs a place where she is safe and loved. And she, and Jackie's like, well, yeah, I thought she had that. It's like, well, her home has kind of been, uh, you know, the, the safe part isn't a problem. It's, and the loved part, she knows she's loved by her mom and her dad. But the fact that they go, yeah, Jackie even hit the nail on the head. She's like, when they go over there to see you and you're not there, they're spending more time with Isabel than they are actually seeing you. And it's like, yeah, that's got to be affecting them too. So, yeah, it's just such a... Yeah, and the fact that Jackie brings up the fact that Isabel was late the other time picking the kids up from school. And looks like, well, she was five minutes late. It's like, she, with Isabel's high priority job that she has with the photography and stuff like that, she has to meet these appointments. Sometimes these photo shoots run late and everything and just trying to manage that and then also be responsible for picking up Luke's kids at school and everything like that. And it's just like, well, you knew when you started dating him that he did have kids. He has an ex-wife. You're going to have to deal with her at some point. And she moved in with him knowing the fact that, yes, the ki yeah, and Luke even says, Isabel is a part of my life. And the kids know that, that if they want to spend time with me, they're more than likely going to be spending time with Isabel too. So, yeah. Because he says, Isabel is my life. Oh, gosh. Jackie's house is gorgeous. It's gorgeous. It's like, got, it's like two-story and then it's got like an attic that seems to wrap around the whole top of the house. Gorgeous. Go love the wraparound porch, too. Really, really nice. So, now we're at Jackie's and we do see Jackie kind of... I guess not somewhat, you don't want to call it confronting Anna, but just kind of catching up with her and just kind of asking, like, and you hear Anna say, well, I didn't say that. Why would I say you and Daddy are getting back together? And Jackie knows that Anna's not telling the truth. So, yeah, we see that Anna is such a good artist. She's amazing. And, of course, so we got Anna with her artistry and her drawing pictures. And we got Ben here with his magician stuff. It's just awesome. Because he's at, the like, the kitchen island and he's, like, working on his magic tricks and stuff like that. And Jackie tells Anna, like, honey, you know, sometimes people make up stories about things they wish would happen. I love Ben and his magician's hat. It's so adorable. And he's got this deck of cards and he's telling them, okay, mom, pick a card, any card. And of course, Anna's coming back at her mom with like, why would I say that? And yeah, Jackie says, you know, maybe because you're upset about your dad moving in with, with Isabel and everything like that. And Anna's like, yeah, I'm not upset. Okay. I'm not going to get myself upset over her. You know what really sucks is what I'm seeing in Anna. Mind you, Anna's 12. 
And changelings, this can be different for any person that has a parent that just, you know, recently started dating again. Whether the fact that, uh, whether from divorce or whether they have been widowed or a widower and are just kind of getting back into the dating scene. Any kid or adult with a parent that is re-entering the dating scene probably might feel a smidge jilted as in like feeling like oh this person's gonna take my mom or dad's place and I just don't like it where if you think about it um I looking back on this now I feel horrible for dad started dating Pam when I was 17 I was in high school and I gotta say Pam was and is still one of the sweetest people you will ever meet on this earth. She just is. She has a heart of gold. She will do anything for anybody. And I'm just, I feel horrible for for how I treated her. I just, I treated her like, you know, like how you, you would, I guess, if, uh, you're not too happy with someone coming in and, you know, taking over your, your your parents' life as far as monopolizing their time. And I'm not saying it like that. You know, I just, I wasn't nice to her. And I had no reason to n- not be nice to her. It's just, there's no reason behind it. Just, I didn't like, I didn't like what her being there kind of meant. I know that she wasn't taking the place of my mom, but it had been my dad and I for a while, and to see someone else kind of come in and everything just, it it didn't sit well with me and everything. But the one thing is, she definitely changed my dad for the the better. There were some years where my dad just was really, yeah, wasn't nice. And Pam changed him. She made him... A nicer, sweeter. I mean, he was nice overall. Yeah, of course. You know, my dad, definitely. But she changed something in him for the better. It's like she filled a part of his heart that it had been, you know, broken and bruised from, you know, my mom's illness and everything like that. And eventually, you know, I did come to, you know, and I do. I care for Pam and I love Pam. Like she is, you know, a stepmom, even though my dad and Pam never got married. You know, I, uh, she definitely is that. She's just, she's amazing. But I can definitely, you know, looking back on that, I just, I identify with what Anna is feeling at this time. Just the initial reaction of that change of, you know, parent who's divorced who starts dating again or so on and so forth and just that initial like, uh, I don't know how, what to do with this new person. I want to play this with Jackie and the kids because it's just, it's so sweet. It's like she's trying to give advice to Anna and help her and listen to her and everything like that. And she's also trying to micromanage Ben here with this card trick. <laughs> Uh, he's having her tear up this playing card exactly so what he can probably try to put the pieces back together with his little uh, magician uh, wand like alakazoo alakazam however 
didn't say that. Why would I say that? You and Daddy are getting back together. Sometimes people make up stories about things that they wish would happen. Well, I don't want that to happen. Why would I want that to happen? <clears throat> Pick a card, any card. Because you're upset. You know, because Isabel moved in and... I'm not upset. I'm not going to get myself upset over her. <sighs> okay, tear it in half. Look, sweetie, if it means Again? that... Again? If, if you really... Again. If you want... End again. Got... Time out. If you don't want to talk about this now, it's okay, really. You don't have to. But don't look me in the eye and lie to me. It hurts my feelings, I get angry, and... Anyway, you're only allowed so many lies before it starts showing in your face and you wind up looking like... <laughs> like who? Well, he's not president anymore, so why be petty? Keep talking about Nixon. I'm sorry I said it, I... I guess sometimes I just, you know, sometimes I do wish you and Daddy would. Well, you know. Yeah. I figured if I said it out loud, it just might come true. Yeah, I know. Okay, so <laughs> I, I kind of wonder who, because uh, Jackie says, Honey, don't look me in the face and lie to me because it hurts my feelings. It makes me angry. And you, you, honestly, you're only allowed so many lies before you start looking like. And Anna's like, like who? And Jackie gets up and says, well, I mean, he's not president anymore. So uh, is she talking about Nixon? Is she talking about Richard Nixon? Because this is 1998. Um, yeah. And Anna says, you know, I'm sorry. I just, I thought maybe if I said it out loud, it might come true. You know, I kind of wish you and daddy would, you know, get, maybe get back together. And so we kind of cut out from that scene. And I got to ask if you can see stepmom, there's a scene right after that. We get the skyline of New York and it's 1998. So, you know, 9-11 hasn't happened yet. Are those the um the world trade center towers i'm just it, it looks because there's two buildings identical to each other standing above these others and i'm just kind of wondering if those are in fact if that's the um the twin towers because the scene here it's late at night the lights are you know lit up in the buildings and everything and i kind of wonder that they might be. So, okay, now we go and visit with Luke and Isabel, who are comfy cozy, cooking with wine, and Isabel <laughs> says, I, it's not that I can't cook, it's that I choose not to cook. There's a difference. And of course, he's going to bring up the fact that he it's almost like he doesn't think that she can take care of the kids. Because that's what she gets from him. And also their conversation is interrupted by a couple phone calls. From someone that calls and hangs up. And of course we learn that it's Anna. Because Isabel gets really frustrated. Like, okay, what is your problem? And Anna says, you are my problem. <coughs> So we see a shot of Anna as Isabel answers. I'm thinking, sweetie, why are you doing this? Do you just want to talk to your dad? Just say, hey, it's Anna. Can I talk to my dad? 
That's all you got to say. You don't got to hang up and then call back. And then hearing her voice hang up again because it's just, come on now. So apparently Luke's got to go away for the weekend for his job. And he even mentioned something like, hey, you, me, the kids, we can get a hotel room while I'm working down there. We can maybe take in a baseball game. And apparently with Isabel's job, and I'm, I'm thinking that maybe this might be the reason she's kind of hard pass on it. Like, eh, it's never going to happen. Or is it the fact that Jackie wouldn't be okay with it? I don't know. I don't know. So he mentions, like, I'll get a babysitter for, you know, you and the kids. You know, because it's a little too much for you to expect to have to handle it. And Isabel takes this as a slight, like, he's saying she can't handle taking care of his kids. She says, you don't trust me to be alone with your kids. And he's like, no, no, that's not it. So, yeah, and Isabel says, you know, by keeping the kids away, you're kind of letting the kids, you know, keep on hating me. He's like, oh, well, they don't hate you. And, of course, she's like, really? She says, look in their eyes, honey. Look in your ex-wife's eyes. And Luke says, look, Jackie's just trying to protect her kids. You know, what do you expect? And it's like he's coming to Jackie's defense, like, it's hard for her, you know, it's complicated. You don't understand. You don't have kids. Like, ugh. Great. But yeah, she is definitely taking, Isabel is taking this as a personal slight. And she says, okay, it's just complicated for you and Jackie. For me, it's pretty simple because I don't have kids. And he says, look, I'm just trying to help you out and give the, you, the kids a little space and everything, get them used to living with you and Isabel says all right then just back off a little bit and give me a chance okay it's like you need to have a little bit of faith I mean she's trying I mean I think she is we, no. get, we could get a great hotel room and go take in a baseball game or something what do you think Pass. all right I'll, I'll call babysitter well, I expect you to handle them yourself. Hmm. What? Can't handle them myself. That's what you mean, isn't it? No. <clears throat> Hello. Trust me to be alone with your kids. Yes, I do. No. Of course I do. It's just that... What? Well, they're, they're a handful. Luke, by keeping me apart from them, it's like you're saying, hey, kids, this is fun. Keep on hating her. Oh, come on, don't say that. They don't hate you. Really? Look in their eyes, honey. Look in your ex-wife's eyes. Jackie's just trying to protect her kids. What do you expect? It's hard for her, and it's complicated. You don't understand. You don't have kids. Okay. Um, so, it's just complicated for you and Jackie. For me, it's pretty simple because I don't have kids. Look, I'm just trying to make things work here. I'm trying to give you guys some time to get used to living together. All right, then. Back off just a little bit and give me a chance, okay? 
Hello. Hello. What is your problem, asshole? You are my problem. <laughs> You're absolutely right, baby. Your kids don't hate me. I'm just... I'm just paranoid. Call your daughter. I trust you. Really? I'll give you a chance if you still want it. I do. You sure? Yes. So Luke is at the park with the kids and is <laughs> Anna is just like, I don't want to be stuck there a whole weekend with her. I mean, what if she burns down the apartment? And Luke just kind of jokes, well, you know what? Just keep an eye on her. Have a fire extinguisher have handy and all that stuff. Just, you know. It's like he's trying to make light of it because she's a kid still, but she won't be deterred deterred in that way. Like, no, no, no. Like, I'm being serious about this, Dad. And of course, Ben is excited because he gets this adorable wooden sail, mobile, uh, um, motorized sailboat, radio controlled. A remote-controlled sailboat with this beautiful yellow... And the thing is, they're not the only ones that are putting their sailboat in the pond. There's at least one, two, three others that we see in the shot. So, yeah, he is spending time with the kids. But, yeah, he just goes to the park to bring it to him. Oh, by the way, I'm not going to be around this whole weekend. I do have to work, so... What is the point, honestly, of even offering to take the kids if you know you're going to be working? You may as well just leave them with Jackie. So, Anna asked a million dollar question to Luke. Why did she move in with you anyways? She's referring to Isabel. And he says, well, because we love each other and we want to share life together. And, of course, Anna brings up, well, you had a life with mom and yeah he says you know but we were fighting all the time it was unfair to you kids I mean we weren't getting along so Anna my gosh this girl <laughs> for 12 she is very intuitive for her age I will give her that she is very she hones in on stuff and yeah she says you were husband and wife. Doesn't that mean something? And that's probably a question that kids of divorce ask their parents. It's like, especially when there's a new person involved in their parents' relationship. Like, well, what about, you know, you and mom or you and dad? I mean, don't you still love them? How can you love this person after what you had with, you know, mom or dad or whatever. And it's just like, it's kids, it's like, you gotta be ready to have answers for these questions for your kids. Because they need to, they need to understand. And even though the parent may not have all the answers as to why. So, uh, he, he, he stumbles around these words. Yes, it does. 
But then as he's scratching his head trying to come up with an answer, he just kind of goes, well, you know, when you get older, your relationships get a lot more complicated because there's a lot more feelings involved, especially husbands and wives. A lot of the times they fight about, you know, work, not spending enough time together, money, paying bills, how much is coming in versus how much is going out. You know, all the, and, and, and kids, when you add kids into the mix, then you're fighting about, well, how should we discipline them? Or I told them no, but you told them yes. Now you're undermining my parenting. And it just, yeah, it's, it's just a huge mess. Yeah, and he says, you know, with all these feelings, sometimes feelings change. And Anna asks, well, did you fall out of love with mommy? And you just see the kids, like, they are looking at him for a response. But they're also reading his reaction as he's trying to answer this question. These are these kids, they are smart as a whip. They are very intuitive and in honing in on what's going on. I, my, my goodness, these kids. But honestly, sometimes, in a way, maybe we don't give kids enough credit for maybe they know more than we think they do. Oh, wow. He says, yeah. When Anna asked, did you fall out of love with mommy? Ouch. He says, yeah, I guess I, guess I did. I mean, he does add, you know, I still love your mom. He says it's just it's a different kind of love. It's not... A love that a husband, or in this case, ex-husband, feels for his ex-wife. It's more of a... It's just, um... It's not, I guess, you could even say it's not a romantic love that he feels for her. It's just more of a, a mutual love for what one person has for another. That, you know, they shared a life together. They shared children together and stuff like that. And a part of him probably will always love, you know that version of his wife and and all of that but as he says you know feelings do change and as they always say in your you all have more room for love in your heart there's always plenty of room for more love in your heart yeah he says he says we're still good friends and everything like that and that's the kind of love that they have and, oh my gosh, Ben, he asks, and this is sad, can you ever fall out of love with your kids? I'm like, no, buddy, no, you don't. He says, that is impossible. And Ben just runs with that, like, like Mission Impossible. And it's like, yeah, exactly, like Mission Impossible. <laughs> About what? About being alone with her all weekend. I mean, what if she burns the place down? Well, just keep an eye on her and make sure you've always got the fire extinguisher handy. You ready to launch her? Yeah. Okay. Let's give her a good, good push. push. So why did she move in with you anyways? Because we love each other and because we want to share our life together. We already had a life with Mommy. But Mommy and I weren't getting along very well. It wasn't fair to you guys, us fighting all the time. I fight with Anna all the time. Can I move out? No, but you guys are brother and sister. Well, you were husband and wife. Doesn't that mean something? Yes, it does. But 
Well, when you get older, your relationships get a lot more complicated. And there are all kinds of feelings flying around. And sometimes, some of those feelings change. But did you fall out of love with Mommy? Well... Yeah. I guess I did. I still love you, Mom. It just became a different kind of love, that's all. We're still really good friends, and we always will be. Can you ever fall out of love with your kids? No. That is impossible. <laughs> like Mission Impossible. Yeah, exactly like Mission Impossible. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just sitting here realizing this movie came out in 98. This movie is well over 20 years old, which means those kids are well over 20 years older than what they are. I mean, even Ben's got to be at least 30, and we know that Jenna Malone is well into her 30s. <laughs> so, yeah, they're spending the weekend at uh, Dad and Isabel's. And, of course... <laughs> Ben is having fun with the blender. Of course, he's adding different types of, like, animal parts, which are just like he's making hot cocoa. Yeah, crushed werewolf ears, lizard brains and vampire eyes. And we see Anna's working on her drawing there. She is such a good artist. I could see her definitely, you know, down the road... Isabel, you know, taking her under her wing and just saying, you know, about graphic design and everything. I, I could see her getting a graphic design degree because she is just amazing and just beautiful artwork. I mean, we don't see, we see the picture from the side, but it's still, it's very, very colorful. Of course, like any kid that, <laughs> that's probably using a blender for the first time, like in Ben's case being seven. Oh my gosh, I just realized. Julia Roberts plays in another movie that came out in 2018, 20 years after this movie, called Ben is Back, with Lucas uh, Hedges. And his name is Ben, and Julia Roberts' character, she plays the mother. <laughs> like, she plays the mother of another kid named, well, in this case, it's a, uh, eventually a stepkid. But even still, <laughs> it's, just, it's funny that uh, they came up you know, they came, you know, 20 years apart and she's, you know, a parent to a kid named Ben. I think it's still on Hulu, but that movie also takes place around Christmas time. And it's funny because I saw that in the theater in January and I just went like, it's Christmas. Like, we just had it though. I mean, I'm not in the Christmas spirit in January. That, that is past. <sighs> But yeah, of course he makes a mess all over the counter. This kid giggles so much in this movie. He finds everything hilarious, but as a kid, you probably do. <laughs> Everything's funny. <laughs> yeah, he basically made 
hot cocoa. That doesn't, is that even warmed up at all? It's like he put in powdered mix and some other stuff and marshmallows and whatnot. And he's wearing this adorable magician's, not a top hat, but it's like a wizard's hat that is like a, a nice kind of plum purple with stars and then black half moons on it. It's so cute. So he's like, hey, check it out. Magic cocoa. Oh, no, a magic potion. He's like, it's just hot cocoa. It's just cocoa. And he's like, yeah, but it's magic. Whoever drinks it will go to sleep for a thousand years. And she's like, great. If you spell this on my drawing, I'll put you to sleep for a thousand years. <laughs> oh, no, I just find that funny. These kids look like they get along so well. And they really do look like they could be related. The casting for the kids is amazing. They both have, like, kind of a... Like an auburn brown kind of hair that really, they look like they have the same exact hair color. Which is funny because Susan Sarandon has red hair. I have no idea what um, Ed Harris's hair was at one point. Because we all see that what hair he does have on his head is kind of gray. So, uh, yeah. Isabel has a surprise for the kids. What could that surprise? Be. Let's find out together. Check it out. Magic potion. It's cocoa. I put a spell on it. Whoever drinks it will go to sleep for a thousand years. Whatever. If you spill any on my drawing, I will put you to sleep for a thousand years. You guys, I have a surprise for you. Come over to the sofa. Please. Enthusiasm. Red. Sit down. Um, pinky right. hair. And thing. close your eyes. Please. Aww. Okay. Okay, now. Don't open <gasps> until I tell you to, okay? And open. Oh! Wow! What do you think? Will he eat my bunny? No, puppies don't eat bunnies. Mm. Anna, what do you think? Well, I'm allergic to dogs. Yeah, oh, right. Your daddy didn't tell me that. No, well, he not. doesn't know much about me. He's never around. Why are you personally attacking her again? Who Why don't we name the puppy? puppy? Puppy needs a name. I know, Isabel. I beg your pardon? Well, he kind of smells like you, and, you know, I'm allergic to you, too. Fits perfectly. It's a girl dog, I think. Stop being a brat, kid. This is what I don't like about Anna. Ben, why don't you name that puppy and I'll be right back. I think it's a girl. Listen, young lady, let's get one thing straight. Don't touch my things. Look, I would really like it if we could get along. I don't have to listen to you. Yes, you do. No, I don't. You're not my mother. Thank God for that. What I meant and perhaps I didn't say it well, is that you have a great mom, you don't need another one, but I would like to be treated with some respect when you are in this house. Well, this is my dad's house. Well, this is my house too. Well, this is my room, so treat it with some respect and get out. 
don't think we ever learned that puppy's name. So yeah, she calls the kids over to the couch, has them sit down, close their eyes, and from the floor she picks up from behind the couch how this adorable golden retriever puppy was able to stay right there the whole time before Isabel came out. <laughs> Which maybe she just put it there right there. So she tells them, alright, close your eyes. And she puts the puppy between Ben and Anna, and Ben is just like, wow! And then, of course, he's worried, like, will he eat my bunny? And she says, no, puppies don't eat bunnies. Well, not to mention, being it is a puppy, the puppy can grow up with a rabbit and kind of learn how to, you know, be comfortable around it and, you know, respect the rabbit and everything like that. I respect the rabbit. So, of course... Anna right away is like, well, I'm allergic to dogs. And the way that Isabel kind of looks at her like, I kind of like, oh, oh, your dad didn't say that. Like, she's like, I think for a split second, she's like, oh, shit. Think, probably thinking that. Like, and she's like, well, your dad didn't say anything. And Anna's like, well, he's not around very much. He doesn't really know much about me since he's not around. Like, girl, you want to take that beef up with your dad? But no, any instance of kindness that Isabel is throwing mainly at Anna, Anna is flat out rejecting it. Ben really does not have a problem. I don't think. He really does. It's more like, if Anna's got a problem, then I'll have a problem, too. Just, like, my older sister doesn't like her, so I probably shouldn't like her. I think they're really also feeding off the fact that their <clears throat> mom is not happy about the situation. So they're kind of, uh, yeah. That's kind of a thing, especially with, with Anna, mainly, is... That's what's feeding this. I don't like Isabel. I don't, even if you're nice to me and kind to me, you get me a puppy. I still won't like you kind of thing. I honestly would be so psyched. Like, oh my gosh, you got me a puppy. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. I would be so in love if Isabel got me a puppy. And I think clearly it must be okay with Luke and it must be okay with the place that they must be renting this apartment, or did they buy it? I don't know. Yeah, I checked. It's a girl dog. And I, I got confused by them saying, like, he. Like, Ben was saying he. And so I think Anna was, too. This honestly feels like an olive branch that Isabel is giving to Anna, like, hey, maybe this will help her like me by giving, you know, her a pup, make the kids like me, and especially Anna. She's really trying to win Anna over. And Anna right away is like, well, I'm allergic to it. Like, she is so indifferent about this puppy. No smile on the face, nothing. So, of course, Isabel changes the subject, like, alright, why don't we name the puppy? Puppy needs a name. And, of course, Anna's like, well, I have a name. How about Isabel? And right away, Isabel's like, <clears throat> excuse me? And Anna says, well, it kind of smells like you, and I'm allergic to you, too. 
Ben or Liam, the actor Liam, is falling in love with this puppy. Just, oh, my heart. Just seeing him give the puppy a kiss and everything and just hugging the puppy. I wonder, did he get to, did anyone on that set get to keep that puppy? Or did it, it probably belonged to, you know, a pet handler or some, you know, someone that brings in animals for movies and stuff. But I want to know, like, if he had wanted, if, is their parent, his parents had said it was okay. Would he have been able to keep the puppy? Because he's falling, you see, he's falling in love with that puppy. I mean, maybe if he called the dog Izzy. Well, she says Isabel, so it is a female dog. You're not naming a male dog Isabel. But, yeah, I mean, Izzy. You could have called the dog Izzy. Or Isabella, or something cute like that. I mean, you've heard me, if you're a regular listener, how many years now have I always dropped, especially when I was covering Punky Brewster and the new, uh, the pilot episode of the new Punky Brewster, how much I talked about wanting, why am I yawning? It's like two in the afternoon. (laughs) I know it's because I didn't go back to sleep after eight o'clock in the morning and decided to get up and get errands done. Um, but anyway, no, I'd always talked about, I, I still want one. I still want a golden retriever one day, preferably before I'm 50 would be. <laughs> so I got like, oh, a little around like, oh, 11 years, just under uh, 11 years. So yeah, I want to make that happen. <laughs> Uh, our living situation right now, just we can't, uh, we don't have the space right now, so. Anyway, that puppy's adorable. But I just, thinking about, you know, whether I get a boy or a girl dog, it's just, with a girl dog, I just don't want, wouldn't want to have to deal with, you know, the dog going into heat, them wearing diapers, um, and I just thought, like, a boy dog, just the connection and everything like that. I mean, I think part of me is just worried, like, if I were to have gotten, you know, a girl dog. Jeremy doesn't dog, but I know that um, he would change his mind in a heartbeat. I, I know he would. Same thing with Quinny. It wasn't the fact that he didn't want a cat. It's just the fact that I already had, you know, Alfie and Toby. But anyway... Quinn chose Jeremy as her person. I mean, she loves me too. I, 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 I believe she loves me too. But cats will usually, it just seems like they pick one person. And I mean, I have pictures of her sleeping on Jeremy, being next to Jer- all that stuff. And I'm just scared that if I get a female dog, she's going to choose Jeremy. I just, I don't want that to happen again. As selfish as that sounds, but I just think with a male dog could equally like us both. Love us both. Excuse me. Where's my cat? Quinny, where are you? Are you on the bed again? Oh, you're on the floor. (laughs) Okay. All right, let's get back to the movie. I'm sorry. So, Anna storms off to her bedroom. And Isabel's like, Ben, won't you name that puppy? I'll be right back. So... (laughs) Anna cranks her music up. Isabel 
storms in there like, all right, young lady, let's get one thing straight. She turns off the stereo. Anna's like, don't touch my stuff. And, of course, she says, look, I just... Yeah. Here's another thing. Girl, you live in an apartment with probably someone above you and someone below you. You really think it's wise to be blasting your music? And Isabel's not being unreasonable. She says, I would really like it if we could get along. Anna says, I don't have to listen to you. And Isabel says, yes, you do. And Anna fires back with, no, I don't. You're not my mother. Why in the heck? Why? That's every time with either a step-parent or a guardian or someone, babysitter saying, why don't have to listen to you? Because you're not my mom or you're not my dad. It's like, first of all, if somebody is placed in charge of watching you, you better damn well believe you will listen to them. Yeah. Exactly. So, she's like, you're not my mother. And Isabel, not thinking, angry. She's reacting with anger here. She says, thank God for that. And the look that flickers across Anna's face is just... Well, she's surprised she didn't expect that to pop out of Isabel's mouth. So, Isabel corrects herself and says, look, what I meant to say is, and maybe I didn't say it right, but you have a great mom. You don't need another one. But I would like to be treated with some respect while you're in this house. She doesn't say in my house. She says in this house. And then Anna says, well, this is my dad's house. And I'm thinking, girl, Isabel lives there too. So I'm sure she's contributing to, you know, whatever bills as well. So it's like, if she's, you know, it's a joint, you know, housing arrangement there. So yeah, that is her house. So... Anna says, well, this is my room, so treat it with some respect and get out. And Isabel figures she's not going to get any farther. Would like, just let her cool down. I don't think that's going to change anything anyway. And how she feels. But Isabel leaves, and Anna goes to shut the door. And, of course, the puppy is right there. Such a sweet little puppy. The fact that she's even going... Anna's going to be, like, throwing out these negative vibes and negative energy and everything. I'm surprised that the puppy isn't, like, re- repelled from that. Like, like no, no, that person. Ugh. But then again, I mean, with, with Goldens, from what I hear, they are very... I think they're the dog that would try to win you over. If you're a little hesitant, like, I don't know. But no, I, I honestly feel like Goldens are the dogs that they love everybody. And they just, they would work so hard to win your affection and love. I really, really think, oh, you don't like me now? Oh, you're going to love me in a minute. Because I'm going to make sure of it. <laughs> so Ben is his own demands here. Isabel, I'm sure, is exhausted. And just like, she's reading the Stinky Cheese Man book, which I remember that from like, I think it was like fifth grade, maybe fourth grade. And, uh, <laughs> she's, like, yawning through, she's reading, and he's like, here, drink your cocoa, I made it especially for you. She's like, yeah, it's my special cocoa. <laughs> like, oh, that's good. So, <laughs> he's like, you skipped the part about the cow. And she's like, oh, can't we just, uh, 
finish this in the morning, please. It's bedtime. And Ben's like, no. Now you have to start from the beginning. I would like, you know, Pumpkin, Um, we're going to put a pin in this. We're going to bookmark it. We're going to pick it up another time. Because I am literally falling asleep here. And you have a bedtime routine you need to stick to. <laughs> but she falls asleep. Yeah. And the fact that he actually starts, you know, reading the words with her and she's like, you are a smart cookie. You know, why don't you read this book to me? <laughs> and she just, she's out. She, oh. And the fact that, I mean, she drinks the cocoa and he starts reading. She falls asleep. I'm like, Isabel, Isabel, are you awake? And then he starts freaking out because he thinks he put her to sleep <laughs> thousand years he's like oh my god oh my god oh my god i killed her i killed her <laughs> and then he goes to anna's room <laughs> where she is laying in bed you know either reading or drawing and you know the puppy's just chilling just chilling on the bed like going back a second as he says now you gotta go back from the beginning and start over because otherwise i can't go to sleep <laughs> <laughs> See, his demands really aren't horrible. It's not like he's pitching a fit or crying or screaming in Isabel's face. Nothing like Anna. He's just being a kid. All right, so. Let's call her Julia Roberts. Isabel drops the kids off at Jackie's and apparently Isabel was supposed to be there with the kids at 6.30 because... Anna's got a writing lesson because now it's 7.23. She's just practically an hour late. I don't know what the commute is to try to get out to Jackie's where she lives. Whatever. And it's like, well, no. Anna's writing lesson is on Tuesdays. But apparently it switches to Mondays, the third of the month, and then in November it's on Thursday. And then Jackie's like, I don't understand why you don't have a black agenda book. You can write all this stuff down. I mean, this is 1998. 20 years later, look how easy it would be to just set yourself a reminder on your phone and everything. I mean, sure, she most likely does have a cell phone, but it's at a cell phone from 1998. All you're doing is calling someone. You're not searching the web. You're not setting reminders for yourself. You're not in a group chat text chain with your your boyfriend's ex-wife. So Isabel asks, do you have any coffee? And either, <laughs> either Jackie said, well, she says we don't have coffee. Either she doesn't actually have coffee or because she doesn't drink it or, oh, I have, think I have coffee. I'm just not... I have coffee for me. I'm not offering you any. That negative energy just... Anna feeds off that, like, no tomorrow. I'm gonna play this, because... Isabel and Jackie get into an argument, which isn't surprising when, um... Isabel drops the F-bomb. Because... Ben and Anna come in. Anna zips up the stairs without even hugging her mom. Glares over the stairs at Isabel as she goes up. So, of course, Jackie is like, what's that all about? What did you do to her? Yeah. 
Well, apparently, Anna walked in. Her dad's taking a shower. Have any of you ever walked in while one of your parents is taking a shower when you're a kid to ask them a question? Anyway, Anna does this, and Isabel is in the shower with him. Which, what, whatever you want to do, I guess. I mean, honestly, if you want to be tender about the situation, you could have waited till you know, you dropped the kids off and... You know, you and Luke could do that with the, when the kids aren't there. You could run around the apartment naked together. <laughs> Whatever. But, I don't know. It is 7.23. You were supposed to be here at 6.30. She has missed her morning riding lesson. No, it's Monday. Her riding lesson is on Tuesday. Except for the third Tuesday of the month, which switches to Monday and in November when she rides on Thursdays. I mean, it is not that difficult. Don't you have some kind of little black agenda book that you can write all this down in? May I have a cup of coffee, please? We don't have coffee. Good morning, Betty Ford. Hey, monkey man. Hi, sweetie. How are you doing? Anna? Anna? Sweetie, go change your shirt. What happened to Anna? What did you do? Maybe you could just back off me a little bit. What happened? Nothing happened. I... Luke was in the shower this morning, and Anna sort of... Walked in without even knocking. I don't see why that would upset her. I mean, there have been people in our family that have taken showers but before. But why are you interrupting their shower? Well, I was in there with him. And did either of you talk to her about it afterwards? No. I thought it would be uncomfortable for her. You mean for you. A 12-year-old girl is trying to cope with the fact that her father is never moving back in here with his family. She sees her father naked in the shower with another woman for the first time. And you think it would be better for her if everyone just pretends nothing happened? I am so unbelievably sick of your imperious bullshit. I never said I was June fucking Cleaver. Look, you don't use that kind of and language every time life hits those... her hard, you want to have some 12-hour conversation every third Tuesday of the month, you go right ahead, lady. I have a life. Oh, and I don't because I have children. You know what your problem is? You are so self-involved. You couldn't be a mother. Maybe the problem here is your daughter. And that she is a spoiled, wise-ass little brat. Get out of my house. Get out. Are you sure I didn't see that on the schedule? Uh, yeah, again! Why would any child go into a bat? Anna's like, she's 12! You really think, oh, Dad, I have to ask you a question. Knock, knock, knock on the bathroom door while you're in there showering. Because <sighs> Jackie even says, you know, people have been known to take showers in our family. And then Isabel says, well, I was in there with him. Yet she barged in without knocking. And, and, 
And then Jackie comes in with this whole look. She's trying to cope with the fact that her father's not moving back in here with his family. Sees her father in the shower naked for the first time with, with, with a woman. And yeah, because she even asked, like, did either of you talk to Anne about this afterwards? And Isabel says, well, we figured it would be best with, you know, how she's handling it. We just, we decided not to. And, yeah, we figured it'd be too uncomfortable for her. And Jackie's like, oh, you mean you felt that it would be too uncomfortable for you? Yeah, it's just, oh my gosh. And, yes, Isabel is letting her anger get a hold of her as she is saying, maybe the problem is your daughter is a spoiled, wise-ass little brat. And that, that pretty much... Jackie throws, like, get out of my house. Like, I know that you're angry, Isabel, but that is not the way that you... <laughs> yeah, and she even says, Jackie says to her, you are so self-involved. You could never be a mother. And, of course, Isabel says, you know, if you want to have a 12-hour conversation every third, you know, Thursday of the month or whatever, go right ahead, lady. I have a life. And Isabel... Yeah, Jackie says that, and then Isabel says, oh, what, and I don't because I have kids? <sighs> I, I don't know. I mean, sometimes it's just like, you gotta know what you're getting into. If you're getting into a relationship with someone that has kids and also an ex, you gotta know what you're signing yourself up for. If that's something that you want to do, then great. But expect there to be some friction there. I mean, if you don't got friction, friction, you get along great. Hallelujah. So, yeah. And, and yeah, Isabel is just like, I never said it was June fucking Cleaver. And, and uh, Jackie tells her, like, we do not use language like that in this house. So, Yeah. Two totally different ladies coming from two, what well, feels like two totally different generations. One's a mother, one isn't. Uh, one's got a high, high demand job. I don't know what Jackie, I thought she like worked at a publishing house or something we learn later. So yeah, looks like. Jackie's going to have to have a talk with Anna about what went on with Luke and Isabel in the shower. That really, and you're telling me that couldn't have waited until the kids were not there? Or, or another thing, does your bathroom door not lock? Really, you're a 12-year-old kid. You are not going into a bathroom when one of your parents is showering. I mean, you'd expect that from Ben, but surely not Anna. You think Anna would have enough sense. What is so important that you need to go into the bathroom while your father is showering, Anna? So, yeah, Jackie's working on um, Anna's Halloween costume, and apparently, like any kid, probably changes her mind every month about what she wants to be for Halloween. And apparently, oh, a hippie? <laughs> And Jackie's like, didn't you want to be that? Um, well, no, that was last month. Like, okay, what do you want to be this month? He says, Elvis. 
All right, so there's many versions of Elvis. Which one do you want to be? The black leather jacket Elvis, and Anna says the gold lame. What's lame mean? Gold lame Elvis. So, yeah, that's pre-drugs, pre-chubby, pre-army, pre-bad movie, all of that Elvis. Okay. You gotta know this has gotta be uncomfortable as hell for Jackie to bring this up. When she says, oh, when Daddy was washing Isabel in the shower, what did you think that was about? Anna says, well, sex. <laughs> I was like, oh, good. And then, of course, Anna brings up, why does Isabel scream, you know, during sex? What? Why are you bringing, why did she, she doesn't want to hear about her ex's sex life with his new girlfriend. Hell no. Just relate it all back to sex. It all goes, relates to sex. You're too young to be asking. Well, she is 12. Maybe it's just as well that she does ask these questions. And Jackie says, oh, why are you asking me? And Anna says, well, I just like to talk to you about this kind of stuff. And Jackie says, well, I like talking to you about this stuff too. So Anna asks her mom if she wants to do something over the weekend. And, you know, just the two of them. And <coughs> Jackie says, you know, I would love to, but it'll have to be in the evening because, you know, I got to help so-and-so move into their apartment. So maybe she's just, you know, offering her services or something like that. And uh, apparently, oh, I gotta get stuck with Isabel again. Ugh. And Jackie says, well, you're gonna be at a professional photo shoot in Central Park. Yeah, every kid's dream to watch. A maybe if she were old, maybe like 17, 18, she'd be more intrigued or inclined. I love how Jackie is like, you're lying through your teeth. Like, you guys are going to have a lot of fun. No, they're not. <laughs> they are bored with a capital B. <laughs> but then, and, and, and uh, Anna are just like, ugh. A lot of flannel. Rocking so much flannel. I've seen Luke, Ben, uh, Jackie, Anna. I don't know if I've seen Isabel wearing flannel yet, but we'll, we'll get there. Um, and it's just kind of like, I love how she's got her elbow like propped up and her, like her head kind of leaning on the side, like, how much longer? And she's holding the puppy. The puppy's got a collar and a license and a leash. Gorgeous puppy. Oh, I love this puppy. I want, I want this puppy. That puppy is probably well since dead of old age. You know, I mean, it's been over 20 years. <laughs> ben, you crazy kid. I gotta play this clip. <laughs> I love it. I'm not gonna spoil it either, but the thing is, this photo shoot that Isabel is doing, and I'm sorry, it sounds like you got something in my mouth. I do. Munching on candy. Um. So, we got... The late, the Rapunzel in, like, this fake tower. And she's Renaissance dress, right? Like, Rapunzel-appropriate time period. Then we got this guy who's, like, climbing this length of hair who looks like he's, like, getting ready to rappel off a mountain. Like, hiking gear, you know, like, mountain climber gear. That, not mountain, well... You know, like, sleeveless tank, shorts. So, we've seen what Isabel can do with that 
clip art schmutz that she works with. So I'm guessing she's probably just gonna leave the guy wearing what he's wearing. Just wear whatever because I can change it with my computer effects and all that stuff. I'm gonna play this clip of what Ben says. I, I guarantee you will bust out laughing. Rapunzel, if you could just reach your hand out like that again. Wouldn't it be cool if her hair came out of her armpits? Oh, sick. <laughs> Alright, so they want to try to get this done before lunch. Of course, Anna's like, come on, it's been five hours, we're hungry. You know, to Isabel. Isabel gives him, like, a change purse with some money and whatnot. And Ben's like, we're rich. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna... I mean, you know they gotta have, like, food carts and... Do they have food trucks in 98? I don't see why they wouldn't have. I'm sure they got food somewhere. What about... Don't these shoots normally have, like... Craft services or catering services or craft food services or something? Okay, so, we see in the next shot a bag that had stuff in it. There's Crayola, Crayola crayons, there's a comic book, there's a sketch pad, there's what looks like an ice cream bar that is melted, and Anna asleep on the steps there. Where is Ben exactly? Because Isabel wakes her up and says, hey, where's your brother? And then she starts blaming Isabel. They're screaming Ben's name trying to find him. And then, again, and then she's like, you lost Ben. Don't touch me, you're bad luck. Because they're running all over screaming Ben's name. Not only is Ben missing, but the dog is missing too. The puppy's missing too. And this is Central Freaking Park. My God, Anna! Really? Granted, she's 12, but even still. Ugh. Anna, of course, worst case scenario. What if he's kidnapped? And Isabel says, he's not kidnapped. He's, he's hiding. And she's screaming Ben's name. Okay, we found Ben. He is at the police station. He is wearing a policeman's cap. So they found him. They found the puppy. And he is entertaining the cops there with a magic trick. So we got Luke coming in, Isabel and Anna, and Jackie, of course, was called. Um, yeah, she's had enough. Like, okay, you know what? Do you realize what could have happened? And she just, in her mind, just the worst case scenario is just on a, a reel, just going through her mind. And she decides, like... You know, that's it. I'm going to the judge. I'm going to the courts. And I'm going to get full custody. And I honestly feel that I think that she, if she did, she would win. Because he is not there. They have joint custody right now. And he's not there to watch the kids. They are constantly with Isabel. And, of course, being the fact that Isabel, like, couldn't keep track of Ben... That's going to be a strike against Luke. So, yeah. And Luke is like, well, wait, wait. We promised we would never do that. And it's like, well, yeah. Well, we broke a lot of promises, haven't we, Luke? Yeah. And Isabel is just like, no, 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 don't do that. Please, look. It's my fault. It's not. It's, just, oh. Watch very carefully. 
Try trying to hold the puppy. <laughs> Are you all right? I knew where it was all the time. We found him in the zoo. Oh, in the zoo? Okay. Hold his hand. Don't let him out of your sight. Jackie, I am so sorry. I'm going to say this one time, so listen carefully. That woman is to have nothing more to do with my children. Our children. Do you realize what could have happened to your son? How lucky we are that the police found him instead of some lunatic. I mean, they could... Jack, you don't have to make it any worse. Isabel is sorry. She feels terrible. Could have happened to anyone. Not to me. You've made mistakes. People make mistakes. Well, I am not going to sit here and wait for the next one. I'm not going to watch our children fall through the cracks Jack, of this arrangement. Just calm okay? down. We don't no, do I'm that. not going to calm yes, down. Calm I'm going down. to a lawyer. Don't do that. We promised we'd never do that. But we've broken a lot of promises, haven't we, Luke? Don't take this out on him. It's my fault, just... honey. I'm so sorry. But you're not making this any easier on anybody. It is not my job to make it easier for you. It is my job to take care of those children, and they don't want to be with you. I'm getting a court order, and you are never going to be with these children again alone. Do you understand? Ever. Yeah, wow. Oh, wow. I, mm. Jackie makes it very clear. It's like, Isabel is to have nothing to do with my children ever again. I do not, she, they do not want to be with her. And she even says she's going to get a lawyer and take this to a judge. And even Isabel is like, no, look, it's my fault. It's, and Luke's it. Gosh, I really honestly wish that Luke were more upset about this. He just seems so damn calm, but maybe that's just his character. You think he would be more. They did find Ben. They found him at the zoo, which I can understand. You know, kids want to see zoo animals. But, yeah. It's like you are never going to be around these children ever again. And the fact, like, it, she even says, because it's, Isabel's like, well, you're not making this easy on anybody. And I gotta go with Jackie's. Like, it's not my job to make it easier for you. It's my job to take care of those children and what's best for them. So, yeah. And now, looks like the whole, um, Jackie has taken both Anna and Ben riding. They're riding horses. And the thing here that... Ben's, and it, it's sad because, you know, Anna's picked up this vibe of, I hate Isabel. Ben even asked, like, Mommy, if you want me to hate her, I will. I was like, oh, buddy, no. It's amazing what opinions that kids will pick up from their parents and ways of thinking that they will pick up from their parents and thinking, you know, that's acceptable thinking when it's like they're not ready to 100% form their own thoughts and their own conclusions about things. They pretty much just go with what the parent thinks. So, yeah, she's just having a talk with the kids. Mommy? What's baby? Isn't that 
Isabel's fault that I ran away. No, you're right. That was your fault. But it's her fault for not taking care of my precious son as if it was her priority, which means her most important job. Isabel's job is she works. Bad mommies work, too. They work very hard. In fact, I work harder as a mommy than I ever did when I had an outside job. I just don't get paid. Does Isabel make a lot of money? People like Isabel who think only about themselves often do make a great deal of money. I think she's pretty. Yeah, if you like big teeth. Mommy. What, sweetie? If you want me to hate her, I will. After Ben says that, the look on Jackie's face changes with how she... You know, it seems like, oh, she'd be happy at the idea of that. But she, it's almost like she realizes in her mind, like, this isn't healthy for my kids to be projecting, you know, me projecting my issues with Isabel. Because now it's kind of leaking into the kids and they're taking that hostility and everything and just... Yeah, I mean, it's one thing with Anna being she's 12, she's a teenager and everything. and But Ben, he, he's still innocent and, and sweet and everything like that. But, uh, like, no, we don't want to, we don't want to ruin Ben with having him say, oh, I, I hate Isabel and everything. So it looks like, okay, um, Luke is going to stop at Jackie's house because... He's got to give, uh, I guess Anna left something behind. That's this thing about, you know, joint custody. Your kid's always leaving something behind and you got to make a stop to the other parent's house to drop it off. All right, so pretty much I want to sum up the scene. Um, I'm already bordering on an hour and 45 minutes with this review and we still got a ways to go with this movie. So, and I want this to be under, under four hours. I don't see it being under <laughs> under three. But, um, yeah, summing up this scene, he pretty much goes there, asks about, you know, the lawyer. Like, are you still going to do that? Jackie says, yes, the day after tomorrow. And he says, please, please, let's not do this. I mean, you really want to drag the children through, you know, this war. And, yeah, that's the thing. Divorce, especially with kids, is very messy. Having them to choose sides, having them to go to court and tell the judge who they want to live with, stuff like that. And, yeah, she just, she t finally does say, you know, all right, I will give you one last chance. Because he says, come on, you know, I, I do this for you. And just, Isabel is really, really trying here. She feels horrible. But, um, yeah. And the fact that, again, they bring up, that two years ago Luke left and he's like hey you kicked me out and then he admits you know I was working and everything like that he was like you know his job he's hardly ever freaking there but I'm just like I mean if you're gonna marry a lawyer pretty much guarantee you're not gonna be I mean that's the same thing if you marry a doctor how often are you gonna see this person probably not a lot and especially if you have kids in the mix it's going to make it hard for when the parent has to miss, you know, an activity. And so, so aside from writing, Anna also plays soccer.
Oh, they kept the guys. Oh, because it's for F I L A. It's for sportswear. That's why the guy is wearing, you know, the shorts and the shirt. And oh my gosh, the guy's got muscles that go on for days. Uh, so yeah, she's just saying that she really, uh, over the different shots that they've taken. Like I really like this one. Yeah, it looks really good. Okay. Okay. At first, I thought they were like just gonna like fix his image with his clothes, make it more Renaissance like hers. But it's like no, that's the point. He's wearing Fila sportswear. <laughs> okay. So while she's at work, she gets a call from Ben and Anna's school. They're looking for Luke, and because they can't get a hold of Luke, well. Unfortunately, Jackie hasn't picked the kids up, which <laughs> it's almost like, are you sure you have the right kids? Because Jackie would never in a million years forget to pick her kids up from school. And he's like, well, Anna and Ben Harrison, right? Okay, well, they're here. We're locking up in 30 minutes. Like, <laughs> I'm sure like we want to get home. We've had a long day. So having someone here to watch these kids, like, can we, come on now. It's like when a store is closing and you're waiting to go home and you're waiting for people to finish doing what they need to do. Happened at, at the, you know, multiple places that I worked. It's like, people, come on, come on, come on, come on. It's like, and you've announced you're closing. They don't care. A person could be walking in the door and find out you're closing in five minutes and they're grabbing a cart and thinking, uh, no, you don't know. But yeah, she says she'll be right there. Of course, Isabel's leaving. Her boss says, the clients are going to be here at 430. Don't do this. She's like, I will be back. I got to hurry. Got to get the kids. This clearly is going to be something down the road that she keeps cutting out early for these things with the kids and clearly before when she was all about her career she still is but now she's trying to micromanage and include you know Luke's kids when she needs to and everything so unfortunately you know at some point like her manager's gonna say look you're great but you're not focused like you used to be I need you here you need to be here when you're here your mind doesn't can't have your mind thinking about whatever your personal life's going on so, yeah, he does, you'll learn, he is going to drop her from his uh, business there. Yeah. Couldn't she kind of freelance? I mean, with her skills and everything, wouldn't she be able to do that? I mean, I know that, I'm sure that's a risk, being an independent contractor like that and, you know, starting your own business, business but she is good. She's amazing. And those guys would be just horrid to lose her. Oh, see, that private school doesn't have a dress coat? Well, I'm sure they got some time. Like, you can't be wearing just whatever, but um, yeah, it sounds like they gotta wear uniforms. So Anna, of course, immediately is like, where's mom? She should be here. She's never late. What's going on? 
So she's got barbecue chips and she goes to offer them. Ben goes to reach his hand and she pulls the bag back. Like, oh, hold on a second. And she gives him the chips. She's probably, I don't know if you washed your hands or not. You know, kids got grubby hands and stuff like that. You don't know where they're in their bed. I'm like, no, 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 no. I will give. That's the thing. It's like, no. Unless you know that, like, really know the person. You're not putting your hand in my chip bag. I'm sorry, but no. Yeah, Anna's like, how could she just forget us? And Ben, the, oh, he's learning from his sister and his mom. And she's like, yeah, that's something you would do. Ouch! Oh, Ben! So, Isabel tries to take one for the team and she's you know, makes up this, like, yeah, your mom called me, so she's got an emergency with a friend, called me to switch days, so that's why I'm here. And of course, before she can even finish this story, here comes Jackie, and the kids just run to her, leaving Isabel in the dust, like, alright, let's go home! <laughs> like, she didn't just keep them waiting for an hour. Yeah, doesn't even say, hey, Isabel, thanks for popping in here. Well, I, honestly, no, that, because she didn't even expect Isabel to be there because she was going to pick the kids up. So we're going to learn a little bit what's going on with Jackie. I mean, so far up to this point, you have no idea what's going on. You don't even know that there's a situation kind of going on behind the scenes that we're not privy to. There's a reason why she was late. And I can imagine that Isabel's got to feel like crap now because, like, I left work. I potentially could have lost my job. She will. By leaving work to pick these kids up because you weren't there. Yeah, Jackie doesn't give her a thank you. No explanation as to why she was late. The kids just, yep, she swoops in, takes the kids, and they are gone. And Isabel just sits there like, like, I'm sure someone's going to like, ma'am, we were like wanting to lock the doors in about 10 minutes. Can you like take this outside, your chips and whatnot? Isabel's got her own dark room. Awesome. And Jackie pays her a visit. Like, what are you doing here? I don't have the kids, so what are you doing here? Why are we, why do we have this need to talk? Oh, she's actually at her job because she's mentioning about, the, well, Jackie's got another appointment, which we'll allude to that later, about what that's about. And she needs someone to take the kids to the park. And Isabel's like, why? So federal agents can jump out of the bushes and serve me with a court order? No, thank you. And it's the fact that Jackie's like, oh, you always have a comeback for every some, some snide little remark. And I'm thinking, ugh. And the fact that Isabel finally brings up, like, I went to go get your kids because you were late to pick them up. I actually thought, it's like, I'm on thin ice with my boss as it is. I actually thought he was going to fire me when I walked out of here. Which, I'm not surprised that he didn't fire her then. It's kind of like, if you're going to be here, then you need to, like, be here, be here. Not just physically, but mentally as well. And Jackie says, well, I'll get someone else. I'm thinking, who? Who are you going to get? If you could have anyone else watching your kids that isn't Isabel, you would have found him already. 
And then Isabel's like, wait, I'll, you know what, I'll figure it out, I'll do it, don't worry about it. Alright, so she's got her mom care kit, Jackie's pulling out everything, like here, add your school snack, refrigerate if you can, I don't know what's in there. Uh, she's got band-aids, nail sporin, hand wipes, Kleenex, Tylenol, you, you name it, she's got it, what, whatever the kids are gonna, whatever, it's like she's preparing for any situation that could come up. Of course... Isabel's kind of like, oh, I'm not just from the whole pharmacy. It's like, <sighs> it's almost like, and Jackie's like, can you not, like, every time I open my mouth to give you an instruction, like, come back with some little remark? Yeah, she is really, like, jumping on Jackie with, yeah, uh, Jackie pulls out the Dr. Seuss book, Ben likes to be read to him, thinking, I'm pretty sure she knows that. She was reading that Stinky Cheese Man book. Earlier to him, um, she's like, you know, Dr. Seuss? And Isabel says, not personally. Yeah, she's throwing jabs at Jackie. Like, you need me, and I'm not going to make this easy for you. I love what Jackie says. Do you have a word limit that you have to hit every day, or may I finish? It's like the type of people that feel they have to have the last word at everything. I'm one of those people that clearly... I don't like silent, dead silences, phone calls, lack of in conversations. It's always, you feel the need sometimes to just fill that empty space with something. <laughs> I don't know why. I think there's just nothing worse than awkward silence. <laughs> why not fill it with awkward conversation? So, she also hands the kid's schedule along with Jackie's beeper, which you'll have, like, call me, meet me at the park at this time. All I'm asking is that my children still be alive when I get there. Thank you. Okay, um, Isabel asks, like, a great way to bond with Anna about, you know, there's a Pearl Jam concert on the 5th, which apparently is school night. And the thing is, I see that Aunt Isabel wants to try to use this as a bonding experience for Anna. You really think he's going to even go with you to that? Oh, yeah. Okay, like, is that a school night? Like, I think it's a Thursday. And Jackie is just... So you want to take a 12-year-old girl to a Pearl Jam concert on a school night? And Isabel says, you know, I just thought it would be something nice that she and I could do together. Well, she's not wrong in that. I mean, she is trying to bond with her or just try to have some sense of a polite relationship that isn't glares and insults and comebacks and clapbacks or whatever. And Jack says, that's ridiculous. She's too young. I'm thinking, yeah, she's tw for, for Pearl, Pearl Jam? Really? I mean, I... I mean, that's not nearly as ridiculous as, say, Danny Tanner letting Michelle, little eight-year-old Michelle, go to a Counting Crows concert, which is more appropriate for a 14-year-old and an 18-year-old to go to. Yeah. This, I don't know. Pretty much just, eh, it's ridiculous, she's too young. And leaves. All right, now we're going to York University Medical Center 
For any of you that have a medical trigger warning, I'm going to let you know the next scene is just before warning. If you want to skip ahead, go for it. He's basically being put into a um, cat, like a cat skin type machine thing. They're um, just at this point, we don't know what's going on. Just that she's being checked for whatever. It could be a routine visit, but at a medical university medical center, I this is not just your routine. I'm going to the doctor for a checkup for whatever. This is a. Uh, there's, uh, yeah, you don't just go for a routine visit, medical visit. This is a, yeah, you know what I mean. And now we're going to get to the doctor, doctor talking to Jackie about her results. And let me tell you, they are not good. And Jackie is very not happy with what the doctor is saying. It's spread. I did I did everything right. Everything I was supposed to do. We found some cells in your lymph nodes, in three of them. But you said the last time that you got it all. So if you were wrong the last time, then there's a good chance you're wrong this time because the last, last time you... Was a year ago. We found a tiny nub, we treated it, we thought we got it all. We were hopeful, but there were no guarantees. But people... You, we can beat it. I mean, you can, people beat it all the time, right? Every day, more and more. Okay, so what's the plan? What do we do, another round of radiation? Chemotherapy. That's necessary? Let's give it our best shot. Right, okay? Excuse me, I gotta get the kids. We'll discuss this at your next appointment. And you should share this with your kids and your ex-husband. How would his worry or my kids worry make any difference? Sooner than later? You need to. Jackie. Okay. Think about it. Okay. So. She finds out that the cancer has spread and I'm I'm having a little hard time with this scene now myself just because of my my dad when um it was July of twenty eighteen it was just after the fourth of July he was going to Ann Arbor to um hopefully get um I think it was like um cancer removed or or something like that and you know, that was the thing. They were going to remove it, and it, you know, it was just that one area. And we found out that they couldn't operate because it, it had spread. And they were afraid that if they had opened up, that it would, that it would have just spread. And <laughs> it was so hard getting that news. <laughs> I mean, and to think that I was supposed to go to work that day, you know, and I decided, like, no, I want to go. I want to I wanna be there. 
with him for that. I, you know, my sister and went and, you know, Pam and my aunt and everything like that. And just to think if I hadn't have went to get that phone call that they weren't able to do anything to help him. We had first found out, I believe, in late, late, um, 2017, I think. And then from, you know, July uh, 2018, and then Dad would have been gone in March of 2019. So, less than a year left. I remember when he had said how long the doctors gave him. And I couldn't believe when they said they gave him two years. He didn't even get a year. <laughs> and we had, we had known him that it felt like they, that was the last Thanksgiving. That was the last Christmas that we would have with him. And it's just looking back on this movie now. I mean, it hits different when you've lost someone to something like this. It, it really, really does. But she finds out her prior appointment was a year ago. And they had found some um, cells in her lymph nodes. And they said they got it all. Now when they do a scan a year later, they find out that they had found some more and it had spread. Why after that? Because they, they figured, like, okay, we got it all, so you don't have to come back until a year. If you would get, wouldn't you want to at least do maybe every three months? Or at least a half a year? Something, I mean, you would want to make sure going for checkups, so that way if any came up, you would be able to catch them and remove them. But then the thing is, it's like... Sometimes, like, yeah, you think you did get it all. Or these people that, they beat it, they're in remission, only to find out that it comes back a second time. But it's a lot worse, and that's what does you in. I mean, I, I would just think, like, if you had that, and you had it removed, that you would want at least bi-monthly checkups or something to make sure 100% like it's not coming back. You have it all. You got it all. It's gone. And she even says, but you know, the last time you said you got it all. So if you're wrong this time, then it's like the, and the way that the doctor is saying, you need to tell your ex-husband and your kids. It's better they find out now rather than later. Because well, the way that the doctor is saying this, it just feels like. She doesn't have any hope that, what, you know, they're going to be doing radiation, chemo. She, just her wording of you need to tell your ex-husband and kids about this. It just feels like, I mean, as a precaution, yes, but it almost feels like she is not confident that what they do going forward is even really going to help. Like, it's an attempt. It's like a shot in the dark and hoping that... But that's all that it honestly is. Okay, so it looks like Jackie is going to tell Luke about what's going on. 
Well, you think she is, but it turns out he has some news of his own that he wants to share with her. And this is heartbreaking. It really, really is, especially from Jackie's point of view. Thanks for coming. You're welcome. You look pretty. Thanks. <sighs> Listen. I'm glad you called because there's something I want to tell you, too. Oh, okay. Well, you go first. Let me have a drink. Ask Isabel to marry me. Wow. Yeah. I know you don't think much of her. Oh. <laughs> She's a special person. Uh -huh. She really is, Jackie. And now. Why are you telling me this? I want you to tell me that it's okay. You don't need my approval. The kids do. Good evening. Uh, would you and your wife care to look at the menu? I'm not his wife. No, thank you. Give me a drink, though, please. This, this, whatever this is. I think it's going to be hard for the kids. And I, I was hoping we could tell them together. And that'd make it easier for the kids. Or for you. Because, you know, you can't just decide to be a we and us whenever it's convenient for you. We? No, we're, we're, we're over. We are over. We are still their parents for the next hundred years. This marriage is going to work and ours didn't. Um, what did you want to talk to me about? Nothing. It's, um... I think we have quite enough to deal with just with your news. So, yeah, wow. Um, yeah, he breaks the news. He says that he's going to propose to Isabel. And he also thinks, you know, apparently he, he wants her, you know, Jackie to be okay with it. And she's like, you don't need my approval. And he also mentions about the kids, you know, want, you know, clearly wanting their approval too. And it's like, as long as, if Jackie's okay with this, then the kids will be okay. So, and he also feels that, you know, they should set them kids down and tell them together. And she tells him, like, well, we can't be a we whenever it's convenient for you. And he says, we're still their parents for the next hundred years. And the look, the realization is like, you see that dawn on Jackie's face. Her most likely realizing, like, she's not gonna, she he'll most likely probably feels like she has got a short amount of time left to be able to be 
Anna and Ben's mom just like it, it, you maybe but ugh. and the thing is and he doesn't even ask her question and it breaks my heart as she asks this tearfully what makes you think that this marriage is going to work and ours didn't you know, when when ours didn't. It's like, and he, he doesn't, he does not say anything. And I'm almost thinking, it's like, how would, I'm sure that he's not the first ex-spouse that has been asked that question when uh, an, an ex-spouse remarries. And if that question ever does come up, you know, and how do you answer that? Exactly, without, just... So he's like, oh, what about your news? And she's like, oh, well, I think we have enough to handle with your, you know, news. So yeah, Isabel's sleeping and he is going to propose to her in bed. Oh, that's a cute proposal. You shouldn't have. <laughs> the first time I got married, we'd been together since college. And marriage just seemed like the next step. It was just something that happened. But I think for two people to really love each other, to really commit to each other, it has to be to be an act of will and a decision and I think two people have to live that decision every day even when things are hard and if you like giving up you have to hang on to that decision a choice to to love each other even if it's only by thread Red break once. This time it won't. She opens a little jewelry ring box and it's a spool of thread which she uses to tie one end to her finger and then he slips the, the sends the ring down on the thread and he uses thread like you know in his marriage not just the physical thread but also as a metaphor for marriage and everything's cute Excuse me, he's cute. And now he's going to break it to the kids. And you know Anna is very angry at this. I mean, it's like she just... And she hasn't really fully accepted Isabel in her father's life. And, you know, her father living. <laughs> She's going to accept them being, you know, married soon. And actually being 
a, her, you know, a stepdaughter to, you know, Isabel being her stepmom for realsies. So, yeah, you hear Jackie say, honey, sweetheart, don't be upset. And, of course, Anna's just like, I'm not upset. Why would I be upset? I mean, no one asked me if I wanted you guys to get divorced. No one asked me if I wanted a new mother. No one even asked me if I liked her. It's like, sweetie, we know. We've known for the last hour how you don't like Isabel. You made your feelings very clear on that subject. Yeah, she, and it's like, this pretty much is the nail in the coffin that her, why did I use that choice of word? Um, her family's not getting back together, like, ever. She says, if you guys don't care about keeping our family together, why should I? And Jackie says, you know, we tried very hard. We really did. And then Ben calls her out, like, no, you didn't. All you did was was fight. You didn't even try to use your words. Yeah, he said, all you did was name call. I heard you. You didn't even try to use your words. Yeah, and Jackie says, you know, honey, Isabel's not going to be your new mom. And Luke even says, you know, no, she's just going to be in your life and hopefully you can learn to accept her. Well, they don't really get a choice. I mean, you are marrying her, so... Jackie goes over and sits next to Anna and says, you know, honey, life is full of hard things. Sometimes it isn't fair. And the fact that, I mean, we all know, especially if you've seen, by the way, I looked, Netflix has step the movie Stepmom, so if you want to watch it after listening to this review or even before, go for it. It's a beautiful movie. Jeremy does not like this movie. I, ugh. His reasoning to me doesn't make sense, but to each their own. And just the fact that, yes, now they're going to be accepting Having to accept Isabel as a permanent fixture. She's going to be their stepmom. And also when Jackie delivers her news. Jackie doesn't sugarcoat it. She says, you know, you have a choice. You can either take the hard things and make your life better. Or you can make it worse. It's like, yeah, you can sit there and be angry and feel sorry for yourself. And have your own little pity party. Or you can try to accept the fact that yes, life does have changes. Yes, they're hard. But it's how you roll with them. And how that's how your outcome is going to be. It's how you react to something. Like if you, you just want to sit there and piss and moan and be angry. And just, again, pity party. It's like. Well, enjoy that because no one's going to sit there and feel sorry for you. And you're just going to feel miserable. And Anna throws a curveball, which uh, Jackie's not expecting. She's like, uh, like how? And just, <laughs> you can see internally just Jackie's like rolling her eyes like, uh, like trying to see the good side of Isabel and, uh... <laughs> You know, what she brings to your father's life. And to yours. And she even, Jackie says to Anna, like, you know, there comes a time in every family when you've got to be there for each other. And Anna says, okay, I'll be there for you. And Jackie looks over at Ben and is like, how about you, buddy? Will you be there? And just his smile, just his like, yeah. It's like, because uh, Luke's sitting next to Ben. It's like, yeah, you will. And, you know, he takes his hand. Like, all right. United front. As best as we can get. 
I do want to apologize. Ed Harris does have a bit of hair, and it is kind of a brownish color, it seems like. I kind of could see, like, where the how the kids got their dark hair. Sweetheart, don't get upset. I'm not upset. Why would I be upset? I mean, no one asked me when you got a divorce. No one asked me if I wanted a new mother. No one even asked me if I liked her. If you guys don't care about keeping our family together, then why should I? Anno, Daddy and I tried very hard. Really, we did. No, you didn't. All you did was name call. I heard you. We didn't even try to use your words. Baby, Isabel's not going to take my place as your mom. No. It's just that Isabel's going to be in your life, and hopefully you can learn to accept her. Hmm? Oh, sweetheart. I... You know, life is full of hard things. Sometimes it isn't fair, and but you know you have a choice. You can either take the the hard things and make your life better, or or you can make it worse. Like how? Like trying to see the good side of Isabel and what she brings to your father's life and to yours. You know, there comes a time in every family when you've got to be there for each other. Okay. I'll be there for you. How about you, buddy? Yeah. You'll be there? So now we are back at Luke and Isabel's. Everyone's kind of spread out in this loft, being it's a loft apartment. Okay, and it's just really amazing. So, yeah, honestly, it's like everything is just at floor level there. We got uh, the, I'm like, oh, that puppy, it's on the couch. Because Anna's uh, by the coffee table working on her art. And Isabel is working on probably her work project. Her work project. Oh, she's working with what? Oh, is that? Is that a picture of her house? That's really pretty. Because I recognize the wraparound porch and the colors of the house. But it's really, really pretty. Oh, she's trying to make leaves and it's becoming difficult. I, she's got, because it looks like she's working. Is that a paper? I think it might just be a paper. I thought she was working on a canvas. But it's like she's got these two little small bowls with watercolor. And like that, those are just, they're too close to the painting that any little jostle. Like you can even see a couple droplets of orange and where the sky is supposed to be. She's trying to make leaves, but she's really struggling. So I like that um, Isabel comes over to help Anna. And just kind of like here, just the way that you do with the brush, kind of like push it so that way it kind of fans out a little bit and just kind of like like that and it's like oh, that's really cool so I, I like that you know Anna's being kind of accepting in, in this aspect at least for uh, a hot second so it's kind of nice 
Okay, someone's entertaining that dog off the side because you see the dog, like, looking, like, <laughs> smiling. And someone's, <laughs> like, stay there, puppy. Stay on the couch. Because it's a puppy. You think it'd be, like, jumping off the couch and, like, running around the, the loft apartment. Oh, my gosh. She gives Isabel a compliment. I want to play this. This is the first compliment she's giving Isabel. Because she's showing her how to make the tree look real by putting leaves on it. She's doing a little smushing tech in a technical term in Isabel's mind. Um, of like kind of lightly fanning out this really small pencil uh, art brush a little bit. And just doing a just up kind of like along where the branches are in the trees. And she wow that's really cool where you learned to do that. And Isabel says she took an art class when she was at NYU. Oh cool. Little brush smooshing, smooshing. Very technical term. Cool. Where'd you learn how to do that? I took an art class when I was at NYU. trick-or-treating it's the end of October and uh she's telling Jackie about how you know I think you're right mom you know when you said to find the good in Isabel I mean she knows all about clothes and stuff and she knows every rock and roll song ever written Anna says she's kind of like a kid herself which is good yeah well because I mean what would you put? I mean, this isn't 2000. It's not 2000. It's 1998. Would you probably put Julia Roberts probably... Well, if she was like 24, 22 in 1989, then she's probably going to be mid-30s, maybe? Early 30s, maybe, around this time? So, uh, Anna's dress, Gold LeMay Elvis. We got Jackie wearing a witch's hat. And Ben's costume has got to be the most adorable costume I've ever seen in my life. He's got a, ha a top hat and he's that's like around his middle and past his knees. And he's dressed like a rabbit. Like a rabbit coming out of a top hat. This kid just lives, eats, breathes being a magician. Oh my goodness. Yeah! Anna even says like Isabel kind of feels like a big sister. All the cool junk food places to eat. <laughs> yeah, she says, well, you know, once you get to know her, yeah, she's kind of cool. It's nice that she's finally feeling that way, you know? It took a while for that ice to start to thaw, but it's thawing. Of course, Anna says, but don't tell her I told you that. 
And yeah, uh, Jackie says it, it's our secret. <laughs> I thought Anna was gonna say that. Like, I don't want her to think I like like her or anything. <laughs> so she doesn't say that. But that was kind of playing in my mind. Oh, here we go. Ain't no mountain high above comes playing on, and the kids are singing it as, and Anna, who's sitting next to Isabel in the in the car, sees. Isabel putting on lipstick while while driving. This is clearly got. I mean, in Anna's mind, this is like multitasking. This woman is like superwoman in some way. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. She gives Anna some lipstick to put on, and Anna like pulls down the uh, little visor mirror. Which I swear that is that why those things were invented. <laughs> So you can, like, check out your reflection. I would love to find out when visor mirrors were invented and what was the initial initial intention in inventing them. <laughs> so, yeah, they're all singing Ain't No River Wide Enough. All right, so Isabel drops them off, and it looks like uh, little Ben's got a date with a babysitter. He gets to watch a tape, a VHS. Yes, kids today don't know what those are, apparently. <laughs> Even DVDs are kind of going out of style, it seems like, because everything's streaming. So, yeah, because uh, Ben's got a babysitter, and Anna and Jackie are going out. They're going to go, surprise, surprise, see a Pearl Jam concert, which, of course, Jackie originally said, yeah, she's too young for that. But now if you look back on it, having seen the movie, you kind of know why she took this opportunity from Isabel. You, you know the underlying reason where, in a way, she wants to build these memories with these kids so they will have them to look back on when they're really missing her down the road. And even, I mean, it's just as much for Jackie as it is for Anna, this experience for them so yeah right you can't hide that from jackie as she notices <laughs> anna's got lipstick like oh you're wearing makeup it's like oh yeah isabel gave it to me good uh is what the oh she just you know she was playing around in the car you know how kids do wanting to wear makeup pretend to be grown up okay seriously jackie you didn't need to say that she's like oh you don't usually see that color in the afternoon Except I'm working girls. <sighs> you know what kind of working girl she's referring to. Go, oh, mom, you're the coolest. Isn't my mom the coolest? <laughs> I think now that would have been a fun because they are kind of sort of fun. They sang in the car. They shared makeup. As well, gave her some art tips. The Pearl Jam concert would have been fun, but you know that she's gonna have more opportunities in the future to uh, bond with Anna. Oh, yeah, I love that. <laughs> I'm getting such Peter Pan references here with Jackie with her, her hands on her hips. I love that um, sweater, the zip-up sweater that Jackie's wearing is gorgeous. It's got like a kind of maroon red kind of autumn feel with like winter blue pattern on the front. And she's like, it was a great idea. Thanks. Like, yeah, she, you know she took that. Okay, so now, again, medical trigger warning for any of you when it comes to this stuff. Jackie goes back. 
there's a day's worth of chemotherapy in there. It's a portable IV, which she can just kind of wear it on. And it kind of makes me think of like diabetics with their um, diabetic pack. Their, um, yeah, their, their diabetic pump and everything that you can actually wear it on, on your body. Yeah, she feels like, wow, it's pretty light. And the doctor says, yeah, you can wear it everywhere. Like, you know, play tennis, jogging. I don't think she's going to be jogging or playing tennis. Hide it right under your clothes. You can be so discreet about it. It's like it's not even there, even though it is. Okay, so Jackie asked for the side effects. Basically, nausea, drowsiness. Some days you'll have that. Some other days you'll feel fine. And think about it, she is a mother with a 12-year-old and a 7-year-old that constantly keep her on the go. Drowsiness and nausea don't fit into that schedule. Question, which I'm sure a lot of people probably that use chemo would probably ask the big question, am I going to lose my hair? And the doctor says, maybe, maybe not. You know, it varies with each person. Um, My dad, I think that was also a concern. I think it's a concern probably for a bit of people. Um, He didn't. His hair actually got really, really, his hair was short anyway. But, you know, um, it was like really, really baby fine soft towards the end. So she's like, okay, when can we do this? And... The doctor says, tomorrow I'm available then. And of course, it's Betty, spaghetti, it's Betty, spaghetti and meatball night. Ben really looks forward to it. And the doctor kind of eyes are like, I understand that, but this is something we need to get on this. We can't just wait around for a day when you don't have your kids. So she's like, all right, tomorrow's good. Fine. This is such a cute conversation with Ben and uh, Jackie. How he says I deserve them telepathic. Like, oh, tele... <laughs> Telepathetic. <laughs> and she, oh, you mean telep... I can't, whatever. No, he keeps saying pathetelic. And the fact that he's like, I can try to read your mind. And he's telling her to concentrate. And he's like, just saying like... You'd rather be with me instead of where you are. And it's just so, so sweet. It's like, yeah, you got that right. And he also says, and you'd wish you were making me spaghetti. And so I don't have to have daddy's sucky lamb chops. Ugh. I've never been a fan of lamb chops. Or really even pork chops for that matter. I don't know why. I think you just got to do them a certain way. And then they talk about having one of their dream dates. And she's like, what about Disneyland or Disney World? He's like, nah. The line's for too long. And she mentions about sunscreen. Like, it's not a real... Wouldn't it be cool if you could do that? If so far into the future that you actually could go subconsciously and visit people. You know, people that have passed and just... It seems like in your dream sometimes when you do, you see someone that has passed on. It's almost like, it feels like they're visiting you in your dreams. And at the end of the phone call, Jackie does start to tear up. Just, you know, she's clinging to these moments that she has with her kids with, for dear life. Just knowing she does not, most likely does not have many left. Okay, I am gonna... 
unless we get to big, big scenes, I am kind of going to go over through a little bit of this just because I don't have a lot of time left. I really want to get this out today, being it's the 23rd. Okay, so we're at Anna's soccer game, and Isabel gets there. Jackie's already in the stands. Uh, Luke's watching from the sidelines. So they're kind of watching Anna while also trying to keep an eye on Ben, who is playing on playground equipment nearby with a sword. He and the, this kid are having a sword fight, and he falls. And both Jackie and Isabel take off running towards Ben. And he's just, like, holding his knee, like, ow, ow, And just asking, like, oh, are you okay? Are you okay? He's like, yeah. Like, does it hurt? Like, no. So somehow he wounds up with it. I'm guessing, I don't think it's broken, but we do see his pant legs split open and blood kind of along the seam of it. The fact that Luke, I don't know how far across the field he was, maybe on the other sideline, but it's like your ex-wife and your soon-to-be wife take off. Because, well, they're closer, so that makes sense. But uh, such a little kid answer, because even though he's injured, he still asks, but can I still go to Tucker's party tomorrow? <laughs> such a kid. <laughs> like, he's not even worried about the pain, because he says it doesn't hurt. All right, so Jackie gets there, and she's filling out forms. Luke comes in, takes over, tells her what room Ben is in. He's just got, a, like, a little, uh, his leg bandaged up. It's not really, it's not like he broke anything, so good there. And Jackie goes back, but she stops in the doorway because she sees Ben and Isabel you know, spending time together. And she doesn't want to interrupt it because Ben asks Isabel, like, can you sing me a song? Mom would always sing a song to me when I would get hurt and it made me feel better. He also asks about a... He wants a white dove for Christmas because all real good musicians... Magicians need a dove to perform. Like, he can't call himself a real magician if he doesn't have a white dove. I mean, he's got a white rabbit, so he's halfway there. I don't see any broken bones. Because you don't have any. And I'm very proud of you. You were awfully brave today. It didn't hurt that bad. Besides, it would be pretty cool to show my friends. Yeah. Hey, would you do me a favor? Um, maybe. Depends what it is. Will you ask Dad to get me a white dove for Christmas? We'll see. Come on! Every magician needs a white dove. A real one, they do. Well, you know, that's a long way off, and I think that we should talk to your mom and just see, okay? Ow! 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 Is it again? Yeah. Play back. It's be broken, but I'm sure it's probably in pain. <laughs> Will you sing me a song? My mom always sings to me when I get hurt. Okay, um, hard to think of a song on the spot. <laughs> if I needed you, would you come to me? Would you come to me and ease my pain? If you needed me. I would come to you, I would swim the sea for to ease your pain. 
better. Yeah. Puts a girl on the spot. <laughs> yeah, um, that was a sweet moment. It really, really was. He asked her, you know, Isabel to sing him a song, and it's just, oh, my heart melts. Adorable little boy. And when Isabel, she stops in the doorway, you know they can't see her in the doorway there, but the look on her face, and she does feel a little hurt, almost like she's being replaced in a way, but in a way, it's like Isabel is stepping up. She is really being very motherly. It's like, yes, she will be able to take care of these kids when, you know, it's like she's making memories too with these kids, even though she doesn't know it. It's like it's going to be alright. She's going to be there for the kids. Um, and now we hear the chemo is, she's having a, Jackie's having a bad day. The chemo is really hitting her, her body hard as you hear her retching up the stairs. She's throwing up. Oh, I'm sorry. She's not up the stairs. She was just, I guess there was a bathroom right there off to the side. So, she calls Isabel. Apparently, she's not going to be able to pick up Ben from Tucker's party and ask Isabel if she could do that. And Isabel's like, yeah, no problem. I got this. Yeah, I'd be happy to. And you just see Jackie's face. Just Her heart is breaking. Just <sighs> giving up more moments for her kid. That Isabel is, is young and she's physically able to do these things and, and Jackie just right now it's just this chemo is kicking her ass. This cancer is kicking her ass because that's what she has. And she in frustration grabs that laundry basket that she set on a chair and just chucks it at the wall in, in anger. So yes again 1998 didn't have Google Maps so Isabel is like trying to read a map and drive at the same time. So she calls Random House because that's why the reason Jackie gave that she couldn't pick Ben up. She has an interview with Random House. So Isabel calls Random House. Turns out Jackie hasn't worked there in over umpteen years. So she lied about not being able to pick up Ben, which doesn't make sense to Isabel. And the lady on the phone so graciously says, because she's late picking up Ben from a birthday party, and the lady says, look for balloons on the mailbox. That's always a sure sign of where the birthday party is. Because she's driving, she's got the window down, and, well, bye-bye post-it note with the address. It was 22 Williams Road, I remember it. Because I just heard it. <laughs> so, yeah, she's trying to call Random House. Okay, so... The lady also says, I haven't seen Mrs. Harrison since she left Random House 11 years ago. Okay. Oh, wow. So if Anna's 12, then she would have, uh, she would have quit just after, um, Anna was born. So she drops off Ben, who's got chocolate all over his face. Looks like he had an awesome time. We see Jackie smoking weed and she's got plane tickets. And 
Isabel just jumps right into assumptions like you're going to take the kids and go off and this and that. And, and of course, Jackie's like, yeah, you guessed it. I'm going to take my kids. That way you'll be free. You and Luke can spend your days doing whatever without interruptions of children. And Isabel's like, no, you can't do that to Luke. To with His, his kids are his life. Yeah. Yeah, the fact that Jackie does let it slip that she has cancer. She's like, you can smoke weed, you can smoke marijuana, but you have to have cancer to be able to do that. You gotta have a medical marijuana card. Well, thanks. I know your secret. I saw the airline tickets and the note from your new boss. I know you're not working at the Random House in New York. I talked to them. You're taking the kids and moving to Los Angeles. What the hell are you doing? Reading my mail and snooping around behind my back like some little dishonest... Dishonest? I wouldn't have to snoop around if you were honest with Luke. I would have thought this was the answer to your prayers. You lose the, the witch and her two little brats in one swoop. Simplifies everything. You get your life back. Come on, there are plenty of publishing houses in New York. Surely you can get a job here. Oh, so I'm supposed to rearrange my life so that I can accommodate your schedules? If you are so damn concerned, why don't you get a new career? Why don't you and Luke move to Los Angeles? Oh, but you can make plans to rearrange everyone else's life without consulting us. By coastal parenting, people do it all the time. Luke gets the kids one month during the summer and every other holiday. It's not ideal, but people make it work. No, you can't do that. What? You can't take Luke's kids away from him. Yes, I can. No, we can't live like that. We? Look, Luke has a problem with this. You tell him to talk to me. This is not about you. This is not your problem. It is my problem. Why is that? Because I'm going to marry this man and we're going to share our life together. I love him. These kids are everything to him, and he would be devastated not to be near them. And if secret. Charlie Drummond is a colleague of mine from Random House in New York, and she she moved to the West Coast office, and I'm going to be crashing with her while I'm getting protein injections that are recommended by my oncologist. Who can only get them in Los Angeles? Oncologist. Yeah. Well, it's a trade-off. It's finally legal to smoke dope, but you gotta have cancer. Are you dying? Not today. Oh, yeah, it looks like... Um... Jackie and Luke are getting a second shot at this so she can tell her to... Unless Isabel already did tell him. But he says, we'll beat it. And Jackie says, thanks for the we. 
on this. And yeah, it's like, yeah, it's a shot in the, you know, walk in the park, don't worry about it. It's a very, you know, trying to be confident about something that really is not in your control. And I like Luke here. He says, you're not alone in this, you know, you don't have to go through this by yourself. This is going to be hard, though. They have to break the news. They have to break the news to the kids. No kid at any age is ever ready to hear something like this about their parents. And the same thing vice versa with parents hearing news like this about their children. And she asks Luke, what are we going to tell the kids? And he looks at her and says, I think we should tell them the truth. Yes, don't sugarcoat it. Be honest with them. Answer their questions. Like, yes, this is scary, but we're in this together. We have to, you know, be brave. And he says they can handle it. And what he says here, wow. He says, it should have been me instead of you. <laughs> and Jackie says, I'll go along with that. And they kind of smile, smile at that, like, yeah. Okay, so they're going to sit down and tell the kids the news about what's been going on with Jackie. And of course, Anna's like, all right, what's the big news? Who's going to marry who this time? And Ben's like, mommy's going to marry Isabel. <laughs> oh my goodness. 35, your sister put them in. So, what's going on? Who's going to marry who this time? Mommy's marrying Isabel. Oh, so cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Guys, Mommy's sick. You still have the flu? Nope, I have cancer. Do you know what that is? It's what Aunt Mary died from. Aunt Mary had a different kind. There are lots of different kinds, and hers was very, very bad. Is yours bad? Well, I've been working with a doctor to get better for a while now, and she says that we have every reason to hope that I'm going to be fine. Check this out, Anna. Look at this. This is so cool. No, it's okay. Look at this. I don't even have to go to the hospital get my medicine. It just comes right in this. Hey, this looks like Amboy. <laughs> yeah, it kind of is, huh? It's going to make me strong so I can fight the disease. Cool, huh? Can I catch cancer? No, sweetie. It's not contagious. So you've known about this for a long time? Yeah. And you never told me? Sweetheart, your mom wanted to wait until the right time to tell you. Oh, guys, I'm sorry. Look, I just... I know how scared I get when you're sick, and I thought it would be best to wait for a while until it got smaller. So you lied. You lied when you never told me. Well, if you lied then, then maybe you're lying now. I could never believe you Sweetie, again. I made a mistake, Anna. People make mistakes. Where's Isabel? What? It's Thursday. We're supposed to be with Isabel. She should have picked us up by now. I'd rather be with Mommy. Well, she's dying. Isabel's your mother now. Anna, Jesus, don't say that. Anna? You don't Anna! You do not run out on your mother. No, that's your job.
Okay, so she does tell the kids that, you know, she's been sick. And Ben's like, oh, you still have the flu? And she says, no, I have cancer. And immediately you see Ben. He looks very frightened. And he and Anna exchange a a glance at each other. Because she's sitting next to Luke. Ben's sitting next to Jackie. And Jackie asks, "You, you know what that is, right? And Anna says, that's what Aunt Mary died from. And Jackie says, yes. Her cancer was very, very bad. There are many types of cancers. She also says that, you know, she has, you know, they're trying to treat it, basically. And she has a pack which has chemo in it. That that way she doesn't even have to go to the hospital. She can just get it right at home. And Anna immediately feels like she's been lied to. It's like, you lied to me. You said you were fine. Why didn't you tell me about this? So immediately, yes. If she'd known for a while, like, how long did you know about this? I can feel, you know, she and her mom talk about everything. And I feel like you kept this from me. And she probably wanted to wait until maybe she found out, like, we're trying, you know, doing chemo, radiation, oncology, all this stuff. And it's just, it's not... The cancer is just, it's not going away. It's not shrinking it. It's not having an effect, basically. And the fact that Anna, that was cruel. I guess she's angry, but I'm not going to let give her a pass for that. She's like, where's Isabel? She, it's Thursday. She should have picked this up by now. And Ben says, but I want to be with Mommy. And, of course... Anna says, well, she's dying. Isabel's your mother now. And she goes to run upstairs. And I remember this scene from the trailer where he says, Anna, you do not run out on your mother. And Anna on the stairs turns and says, no, dad, that's your job. I remember that scene specifically from the trailer. Of course, we didn't know the context of that scene at the time. So, and when Anna says that, like, she's dying. Isabel's your mother now. And the look, that hurt, shocked look that her daughter would ever say something so hurtful and cruel. (laughs) Like, sweetie, you can't take that back. You can apologize, but that's still, that hurts. You know, Jackie needs support. You know, I know that Anna's 12 and she's reacting like a teenager would with all these emotions, but you gotta think sometimes. Choose your words. Like you said, use your words. Oh, this is adorable. Just, uh, Jackie and Ben and PJs dancing. Oh my, the room that Jackie has is humongous. It's huge. They're dancing to Ain't No Mountain High Above. And she said, you know, Anna comes in to apologize saying, I'm sorry you're sick. Yeah, she's, I'm sorry you're sick. And Jackie says, oh, that's what I thought you said. So basically, apology apology accepted. I gotta play this. It's so adorable. (laughs) uh, They're getting, they're singing on, they're Marvin and Tammy singing Ain't No Mountain High Above. And of course... (laughs) 
Anna's like, yeah, but isn't that Isabel's song? And I love how Jackie's like, look, Isabel might know the words, babe, but I invented the moves. <laughs> this is so cute. What? <laughs> I said, I'm sorry you're sick. <laughs> oh, that's what I thought you said. <laughs> so what are you guys doing? Oh, Marvin and I are getting our act together, right, Marvin? Right, Tammy? Yeah. But that's one of Isabel's songs. Oh, look, Isabel might know the words, babe, but I invented the moves. Right, Marvin? Right, Karen. Yeah. In fact, we're looking for somebody to do backup with us. Right, Marvin? Yeah, Jamie. Listen, baby. Oh! Ain't no mountain high, <laughs> ain't no valley low, ain't no river wide enough, baby. If you need me, call me. No matter where you are, no matter how far Don't worry, baby Just call my name, I'll be there in a hurry You don't have to worry Oh, baby, now ain't no mountain high enough Ain't no valley low enough Ain't no river wide enough To keep me from getting to you, baby All right, so yeah, they're having fun lip sync song dance oh it's so gorgeous i love it that also i believe it was from the trailer now it's thanksgiving and anna being a teenager she's got some guy who's one of those pretty boy you know the types that tracked up but he's a real you know turns out to be a jerk and he's uh saying that uh i guess he's gonna break up with her and they're both in the pageant. All these kids are in this pageant. And she's dressed up like uh, a pilgrim lady. And he's dressed up like a uh, revolutionary. And he keeps, like, putting... I don't know whether he's Paul Revere or whatever. He's putting the toy horse, like, up in her face and everything like that. Trying to hide her face. And she and he keeps shoving it down. Ugh, what a jerk. I love how Jackie is helping out with this. This is just so sweet. This is hilarious. Because... Uh, it turns out that Anna divulged some uh, info to Isabel that I guess Jackie doesn't know about. Just like, hey, Anna's going to come to you with this. Just be ready for it. She's, I have to tell you a secret. And Jackie says, you're having Michael Jackson's baby. <laughs> Which, yes, at the time. Oh, my gosh. This is. <sighs> I just realized. We are, what, 10, 11 years away from Michael Jackson passing away when this movie came out. We all had no idea. You look great. Your dad's meeting's running late, so I can't watch you. I have to tell you something in confidence. You're having Michael Jackson's baby. That and Anna is over her head with a Brad the Flame Kavinsky. No way. I can't believe she would be. After the way he was with all the girls in the class. Oh, I, I, I didn't know anything about this. She was afraid you'd make a big deal about it. They've been going out for two weeks, which, oh. of course, in the sixth grade, as you know, doesn't mean anything. They don't go anywhere. They don't even have lunch together. It's just their declaration. Yeah, yeah I know, I know. I had kids of my own once. <laughs> anyway, today, in the lunch yard, he announces publicly in front of her friends that he's breaking up. In front of everybody, that little shit. Not you, just the... <laughs> Anyway, that's the whole point of going out, right? So that one of them can dump the other one and they can, they can act out this passionate adult 
So Barbara tragedy. She must be devastated. She's been an hour in the girls' room crying. Oh, I mean, you think you've got problems. This is serious. This land is your land. This land is my land. From California. Oh, so, my point. <laughs> anyway, I pick her up from school today. She tells me the whole story, and she asked me what to do. What'd you tell her? I said, beats me. Ask your mom. So she's gonna. Tomorrow. Be ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. What the hell is this? It's Thanksgiving dinner. These are the Clintons we're having dinner. I was gonna say that it's that is my son, the turkey. <laughs> He does it so great. I love, because this is conversation with Anna and Jackie now as Anna is divulging the whole thing about this Brad asshole guy. And she says, sweetie, did you really think at 12 you're going to meet someone you're going to spend the whole rest of your life with? And the fact that he was like that with all the other girls, why would he even attempt? I mean, he, he's a cute guy. I mean, he's yeah, he's one of those pretty boys that it's like, you know, is a jerk. But you can't help but like, oh, he's cute. But, sweetie, did you really think at 12 that you would meet someone you'd want to spend the rest of your life with? No. It's just every time I'm on the lunch yard and he's with 10 of his butt-kissing little weasels. Ooh, you don't like his friends. They all yell, there goes the virgin queen or the ice princess or some real clever oh. cut like that. Like, it hurts my feelings. You didn't let him kiss you. Not with my mouth open. Oh, that's my girl. Good for you. Does that mean, though, that you let him kiss you with your mouth shut? Mom. Oh, sorry. Okay. Right. Well, what do you say to him when he says something like that? I call him a fart face or a pervert or something equally lame. Sweetheart, you have to just ignore him. He doesn't exist. You don't see him. You don't hear him. He's just nothing. He's not there. You are too much of a woman to even bother with such a little boy as him. You're kidding, right? No. I mean, all he wants is the attention. Once he doesn't get it, he might try a little harder for a while, but then he'll get frustrated and give up. So I just ignore him, keep my mouth shut? Yep. Well, you think Isabel would do that? I have no well, idea. it's just she's younger. Maybe she remembers how to do this. So this will work, huh? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> she's giving her good advice and everything like that. This kid just sounds like a jerk and his ten minions are no better than he is. It's like... And I get it, they're 12-year-old girls are reacting based on hormones, not on uh, women's intuition. And just, this guy's just trash. Stay away from him. So Jackie gives good advice. Just ignore him. He'll keep trying to bug you. Just ignore it. And eventually you'll get tired and move on to the next person that's uh, willing to, yeah, whatever. So yeah, and she says she did not want to kiss him with her mouth open. Which, she's like, so you kissed him with your mouth closed? I'm like, well, <laughs> anyway, yeah. And the fact, I mean, 
And it does bring up the fact, like, what would Isabel do? I mean, she's younger, you know, maybe she's dealt with this or something like that. And all Jackie can do with that is just shrug her shoulders. So, like, you think that ignoring him will work? Like, sure, why not? So, it's snowing out, and Jackie invites Anna to go for a horseback ride in the snow. Like, this sounds like such... It's, it's pitch black. Like, I guess you got someone to watch, uh, Ben. And it's just... It's a beautiful moonlit stroll with your... It's just sounds so adorable and such a beautiful memory to be able to cling to. Oh, I'm never, never going to forget this. Never say never. <laughs> well, there's a loophole, you know. You can't say never, never if you mean it enough to say it twice. Always, always. Promise, promise. Oh, yeah, looks like Anna's boss has had enough of her skipping out constantly. He says, this is my star account. You can't just skip out on this. These clients need choices. She's basically shooting something that looks like it's straight out of Charles Dickens. With that period or Downton Abbey, everyone's in top hats and coats and the women are in fancy Victorian dresses. There's an old, you know, carriage, all that stuff. And yeah, he's going to have to drop her, which like you're not committed like you used to be. You got all this other stuff going on. So, yeah. Variety. I've shot at 20 different angles. They'll have plenty of variety. Trust me. I don't. What are you saying? I'm saying that, that you're the best I've got. Probably the best I've ever worked with. But these last couple of months, your work is slipping. It, it, it's still fine, but you've lost your edge, your focus, your dedication, and your attitude. It's very disappointing. You're making a career decision here. If you walk now, I'm gonna have to let you go. Sorry you feel that way. Isabel. get it he says you've lost your focus your edge and everything and it's like your attitude is just disappointing and this and that and he says you're the best i've ever worked with this way it's like if you go i have to let if you leave i have to let you go and she does she goes and i'm like she's got a reputation she can get a job anywhere working with any place she's got so many recommendations you know that all the clients she's worked with and everything. So, yeah, I mean, good luck to her. I know she'll find something else. She could be independent even if she wanted to. Just, yeah, it's New York. Hell, you can find something anywhere for that. Um, so, yeah, work for herself. Make her own hours. Uh, looks like someone was being a dick to poor Anna because... 
as Ben and Anna are waiting for Isabel to get them. Anna's crying because, of course, ignoring Brad didn't work. The name Brad, I swear. So, sorry. He was just pushing her buttons and saying, there goes Frosty the Ice Bitch or something like that. Like, what a dick. What a piece of shit. That kid needs to be reprimanded. He is downright harassing her. I know it's 98 and this isn't the Me Too movement, but that's bullshit. That harassment, no. Just that kind of stuff now, I bet anyway, I bet nowadays that kid will probably be either um, definitely disciplined by the principal. You get enough girls to go in and complain about that kid, and I bet he's gone. You get enough parents to complain about how that kid's acting with ladies, that kid's gone. He's not going to be at that school. It's okay. Don't worry. It's going to be fine. Oh brother is comforting his big sister. Benjamin? Yeah? Why don't you go sit in the car, buddy? Okay. Don't drive away. I won't. <laughs> Turn on the heat. What happened? Well, you know that boy I was telling you about, ba Brad Kavitsky? Yeah. Well, he's been a real jerk lately. My mom told me to ignore him. So, today, I did. And you know what? He, he called me. Hmm. He called me Frosty the Snow Bitch in front of everyone. Men can be scum. Yes, they can. That little bastard around here, I'll kick his ass. Hell yeah! No, his mother's always on time. That seems like a slight in her. <laughs> I have an idea. No, thanks. I don't need advice from a stepmother. Okay, come on, Anna. Don't go down that road again. Oh. Okay, yeah. I can see how sitting out here in the the cold and snow crying seems like a far superior idea to listening to a, a stepmother. But for kicks, let's lose the title. Seems to me you have a choice. You can either pretend to be an adult or you can actually be one. So, sit here in the cold crying by yourself or do something about it together. Crying. Do something. <laughs> What's it gonna be? Do something. There you go. start by like covering up my hairy stepmother wart because it must be showing <laughs> punk it's cold come on let's go benjamin will drive us home so yeah she pretty much this kid needs to be reported i love how isabel's like here on i'll kick his ass right now 
you can watch. <laughs> so, yeah, apparently his mother's on time, which just feels like a slight at, uh, yeah, and Anna just feels like she's going back down that road, like, I don't need advice from a stepmother. So, yeah, it's like, well, you can sit here in the cold and crying, or you can do something about it. Like, you can be an adult, or, or you can act like a little kid, whichever. So, it's like, what do you want to do? You want to do something about it? Like, yeah. You'll do something about it. So, the advice that Isabel gives, which we all know is snow blowing, is it's another word for it. It's kids say for, for a BJ. If you don't know what that is, I don't know what to tell you. But let's hear that. Okay. Next week after school, you walk up to him with attitude. You hear me? And you say, listen up, limp dick. Because <laughs> I'm only going to say this once. As far as your pitiful knowledge of what a woman really wants goes, I'm not going to waste my time with some loser who doesn't even know what snow blowing is. Um, what is it? It, it's an inc it's an incredibly disgusting, not even remotely sexy thing that I once heard described in a movie that I would never take you to go see. But it is real. Now, the clincher. You walk away. Then you whip around and say, <laughs> the guy I see is in high school, and <laughs> it has to be said. He laughs his ass off whenever we talk about you. But I don't know anyone in high school. There will be a suitable boy outside your school on Monday at 2.30 with a very expensive bike. And he will be a stone fox, even if I have to call an escort service. <laughs> I've had the worst day until now. Okay, so, yeah, she pretty much tells Anna, okay, here's what you're going to do next week at school. You're going to give a little attitude. And she pretty much, like, tell him, listen up, limp dick. <laughs> I'm only going to say this once. Because if, since you don't know what a woman really wants, I'm going to let you know. And, yeah, and then she's talked about, like, how, you know, he's a loser and everything like that, and that she, the guy I'm dating is in high school, and he laughs his ass off whenever we talk about you. And Anne's like, but I don't know anyone in high school. So, well, and she, yeah, she even says, like, I'm not going to waste my time with someone who doesn't even know what snow blowing is. And Anna's like, what is that? Isabel tells her, it's... Uh, extremely, it's disgusting, not even remotely sexy thing I heard described in a movie once that would never take you to. But, yeah, it's pretty much you're talking about a BJ. At least, I think, unless it's some other term that I don't know of some sexual act that exists that I don't know about. <clears throat> um, so anyway, she says, well, 2.30, I'm gonna have a guy with a very expensive bike show up. 
Yeah, it's pretty much if I got it, if I got a, he's going to be a stone cold fox. And if, yeah, I have to call an escort service to make this happen. It's just, it's so sweet. And Anna says, you know, I had the worst day to, until now. Thank you. And it's just a sweet moment between the two of them. All right. So they do meet Jackie at the airport. She's coming back from California from her oncologist. And Ben is a little nervous. You know, Anna goes and races over to meet her. Her mom, who was in a wheelchair, he's a little nervous. Why is she in that wheelchair? And Isabel just says, you know, she's traveled a long way and she's tired. So just give her a hug and be gentle. That's what hurt about Torsian with my dad is I couldn't even hug him anymore because he was in so much pain. I love the surprise. This is gorgeous. The kids all... You know, these black and white pictures that Isabel created, like, blow up, like, stand, um, what's the word I'm looking, I'm trying to think, those, uh, those tall, uh, you know, poster, you know, stands of people, cardboard cutouts, even, and it's just amazing, I love it so, so much, the work she put in, just great and um Isabel yeah she did an amazing job you know with her time off that she has right now um and Jackie does tell her you know I don't have any recent pictures of the kids can you get some of us which that would be sweet yeah you would definitely want to take pictures of these these moments coming up for the kids to cherish and everything you know what I really noticed is um Isabel's hair, Julia Roberts' hair does get longer as the movie goes on, I know, because time is passing and everything, and of course, I mean, she's so busy, you know, with, you know, the the kids and, you know, when she had her job, she probably didn't have time for a haircut, maybe she didn't want to get her hair cor- cut short or anything. But yeah, Isabel's taking pictures of them on a horse, on their horses, also at the ice skating rink, so fun. So, uh, oh, yeah, she's got a project she's working on, so, and she's, um, She's at, uh, Jackie's at the sewing machine. And then also there's one of her reading a book to, you know, Ben and Anna. It's so sweet. So she, uh, Jackie tells Anna what it was like, you know, giving birth to Anna. And, uh, Jackie tells Isabel what it was like giving birth to Anna and also to Ben. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason they call him a magi- magician. <laughs> You know, Ben was born in two hours, went straight to the breast and camped there for the next four days. Always with this this mischievous look on his face, if he had a secret or something. And his uh, blanket always looked like a cape, even the nurses said so. He loves hearing that story over and over, about how he was born a magician. And her... 28 hours. Doctors wanted to go in and get her, but I knew she'd come at her own time. That's just the way she is. Can't let anybody rush her. I'll keep that in mind. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Jackie doesn't get the news that she wants to hear after all this treatment, after all this work she's put into this, and she's oh god, this is heartbreaking news. 
didn't work, did it? I'm sorry. Hey, you, you did everything you could. But there's still some options available. There's a treatment in Paris, one in Switzerland, no, and they come highly recommended. Thanks. But to do that at this point. I think I want to spend my time at home. Yeah, definitely. With my family. Yeah. <clears throat> Christmas will be here before you know it. The treatments didn't work. And the thing is, Jackie isn't mad at the doctor. You know, I mean, she said you did everything you could, right? And the doctor says, you know, we could, you know, keep going with this. There's a treatment in Paris, one in Switzerland. And I get why Jackie is just ready to accept, like, this is, I want to spend what time I have left with my children especially you know Christmas is coming up and it's just like you want to have those memories with the kids Luke brought a Christmas tree in <laughs> yeah she clearly told him that this breaks my heart another scene you just watch this movie <sighs> I am so sorry I had my timer going and I forgot and my digital timer too but um you watch this movie on Netflix, just watch Ed Harris in this scene as Luke and just him, him tearing up and trying not to cry as he asked Jackie, what are we supposed to do without you? What are we supposed to do without you? You'll be fine. You're a great father. I just never really... I didn't give you the chance to realize it. showdown with uh, Brad and Anna and the look on this jerk's face. Oh yeah. Followed it to a T. As for your pitiful knowledge of what a woman really wants, I'm not wasting my time on some pathetic loser who doesn't even know what snow blowing is. Loser! Anna. Good one. Oh, and the guy I see is in high school and it has to be said that every time we talk about you, he laughs his ass off. You're right. You don't believe me? He's standing right over there. No way. If you want to bet. I believe it. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing here? I'm here to pick up my kids from school. 
that? <laughs> he looks familiar. He looks like that guy that's in his underwear on the side of a bus for Calvin Klein. No, fully dressed for Ralph Lauren. What? What? Huh? No. <laughs> oh. seen the look on brad's face that loser like dude you blew it man <laughs> jackie comes up like who's that it's like is that the guy from the calvin klein underwear model that you see on the side of a bus and uh uh isabel's like no that's uh ralph lauren fully clothed so he's a model that she was able to coerce into doing a favor that's pretty cool and Anna goes straight to Isabel and hugs her like, it worked! Do you see the look on Brad's face? It was so sweet. Now, Isabel's gonna get an earful from Jackie, because it's like, yeah, I know about limp dick. What what exactly is snow blowing? Because I know I'm gonna have a bunch of parents in my ear wanting to know why my daughter's talking about that. Okay. Limp dick, I know. What exactly is snow blowing? It doesn't matter. I, I didn't explain it to her. Oh, well, you're going to have to explain it to me because I'm going to have to explain it to about 20 or 30 parents that are going to call in the next half hour or so. Give them my number. No, I think they're going to want to talk to Anna's mother. Thank you. What is it that you're worried about? Looking bad at the PTA? Are you defending what you did? Right to the ground. You put filth in my child's mouth. Oh, please. You had her lie about that model. And it worked like a charm. <laughs> And you became a hero, and I became a schmuck. Basically, you taught my child that I am a loser who doesn't really care about her pain. That's not what I was trying to do. Well, that's what you did. Did you think that I didn't have some dirty words for that little putz? That I couldn't figure out some low blows? You weren't passing them out. Well, I believe in a crisis you have an opportunity to learn something. That's deep. It was a lie. Winning without dignity or grace is not winning. She has to figure out who she is so she can stand up to peer pressure so that, so that she can steer her own course. She wasn't steering her own course. She was steering yours. Oh, well, that's what parenting is all about, little girl. They are pleading for you to tell them how to do the right thing. And sure as hell, that's what you've done. And the next time something happens and the stakes are really high, She's going to look back on this, and she's going to remember how easy it was and how good it felt. And she's going to stand up for herself. Uh, Dear God, what have I done? You have turned her into you. Ouch. That's what this is about. <laughs> That's all this is about. Oh, how would you know what this is about? You haven't been here from the beginning, worrying every minute of every day that the decisions you're making are going to shape the people that they are going to be. And you are not what I want my children to be. I don't want that either. But this isn't about me or you. It's about them. And believe it or not, I am trying. And I do have their very best interests at heart. 
Yeah, basically this is just... Jackie's not happy with how Isabel handled the situation with Anna. Like, she should be... Anna should be able to have some dignity and everything like this when it comes to these... You're basically putting trash in my daughter's mouth. And she says... You are turning her into you, and I don't want that for my children. It's like, I, I I get Jackie saying, you know, you worry every second about the way that you shape your child and how into the person that they're going to be in the future and what they take from you and everything like that. And it's just, it's, just, it, it's sad. I really kind of thought that, you know, they were, I don't want to say past this, but I just thought we had kind of come forward a little bit. Like, we were even getting them kind of working together. And it's still, Jackie is treating Isabel like, you know, she's, you know, a young, you know younger. Like, you don't know when it comes to, you know, you haven't been around long enough. You weren't there from the beginning and everything. And it just, it's sad. It really is. You know, there's nothing, honestly, that Jackie can do at this point. She knows she doesn't have much time with the kids. And, I mean, honestly, you know, Jackie did give Anna advice. She tried it. It didn't work. And the fact that it's just... I don't know. You know, I mean, Anna could have taken Isabel's advice and just said, Nah, I don't want to do that. I'll st-, you know, just... It just feels like... Every time we gain an inch, we go back a mile, it feels like, with the back and forth of the relationship. And it just, it's just, it's a sad, sad situation for both of them. It's like, ugh, every time you think you gain a little ground, you slip back a little further. You see Jackie, you know, checking on the kids while, you know, as they're sleeping and just realizing... Each day that passes is one last day that she'll be able to get with her kids. It's one last hug, one last tuck into bed, one last watching your child sleep so peacefully. This scene broke me when I watched it in the past. Just the emotions run really high. And it's just, I think that Jackie is accepting that, you know, this is it, you know, and... I'm just going to play this. Oh, it breaks my heart. When they start talking about the future and how Isabel says, you have their past. And Jackie says, and you will have their future. Because Isabel starts talking about, look like 10 years down the road at Anna's wedding. And just picture that. She's helping Anna with her veil, looking absolutely gorgeous. And Isabel cracks, her voice cracks on this as she says, imagine, you know, Anna saying, you know, the one thing I'm worried about is her saying, I wish my mom was here. And Jackie says, you know, and my fear, you know, that's Isabel's fear. And Jackie's fear is, my fear is that she won't. You know that she's going to be thinking that. You know, I didn't have my mom at my wedding either. But we lit, you know, a candle in remembrance for her and everything and had flowers. But it just, and I remember it was windy. 
It was a sunny day, but it was windy. And that unity candle that Jeremy and I lit stayed lit through that wind. It's like, no, mom is looking down. She is looking down on your day. Oh my gosh, this movie just rips me asunder. So when Isabel sits down across from Jackie in the restaurant, Jackie starts with, I lost Ben last year. And Isabel can't believe it with as much of a, um, um, when Isabel lost Ben and Jackie's just, you know, and it's like, there's no way you could lose that kid. I mean, you're basically, yeah, she calls her perfect. Your mother incarnate, basically. And she also, Isabel says, well, Ben never mentioned that. And Jackie tells her, well, he only remembers that I found him. Yeah, she lost him at the supermarket, which I'm not surprised. You can lose a kid at a supermarket. They just easily, you know, like, wrench their hand out of yours and zoop, they're gone. That's why, especially around the holidays with stores being packed with people. So you need to, like, make sure, like, your kid knows you do not leave my side when we go into the store. You stay by me the whole time. But then again, you know, things do happen. You get separated. That's another reason stores have intercoms. How many times in the grocery store would you hear another store say, so-and-so, would you come to the front of the store to meet your party? Your mom or dad or family is waiting for you. Yeah. I remember, yeah, one holiday. I think it was like 10, 9 or 10, and we were Christmas shopping with dad, Nicole and I. And I don't even remember for the life of me what store we were at. I just remember this old man because dad, like, I don't, and Nicole was a teenager. She was like, oh, probably 15 at the time, 14, 15. And, um, just, and the guy, I guess he must have misheard my dad. He was an older guy. And he's like, he says like Nicholas. It's like, no, it's Nicole. But Nicole eventually did catch up with us. It's like, this is old man could have given a shit less. <laughs> Probably like, what? You're looking for your teenage daughter? What? You want me to go over the intercom and announce for her to come to the front of the store? Forget you. <laughs> but the fact that I just, I remember him saying Nicholas. I'm like, her name is Nicole. What the hell? <laughs> Old man don't care. <laughs> if a young child, sure, but not a 15-year-old teenager. Isabel says, well, why didn't you tell me? And Jackie just looks at her like, come on. Like, you know why. Because Jackie just seems, you know, she can do it all in just every little slip and slide of what Isabel does with those kids. It's like, well, I would never do that. I, I, I'm perfect, you know? But she admits life. She does have her faults. Like, everybody has faults. You might be perfect to a T, but it's that nine, that's that 1% where you mess up. And that's the thing that sometimes people will hold against you. So you can be 99% perfect all the time, like as a driver, and you make one slip up. And it's like, but I've been driving for years. I have never gotten a ticket. It's like, it doesn't matter. It's that 1% that they're going to look at. 
So here's the thing here as and Isabel's being honest with Jackie, she says flat out, you know, I never wanted to be a mom. And she says, you know, sharing it with you, the responsibility of the kids, you know, being a stepmom, that's one thing because you have two other people to balance, you know, things off with when it comes to the kids. Jackie's not going to be here much longer. We know that. So all the responsibility is pretty much going to fall onto Isabel's shoulders mostly. And Luke's, I mean, but he if he's, you know, got the same schedule he had with Jackie as he does now with Isabel, she's going to be one having to make the decision. She's going to be the one having to give the advice to the kids. And when they come to her and say, how do I handle this situation? What do I do? Anna's 12. She's going to be full-blown teenager in probably a couple years. So I'm just hoping that edge has been kind of, you know, worn away just a smidge. So, yeah, it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. Those kids, honestly, it feels like when you're a kid, when you're young, and I mean, the thing is, I lost my mom when I was 20. I lost my dad when I was like 37 going on 38. So I was an adult. But if you think about it, I was seven when my mom had her big stroke with her lupus and she was pretty much out of the house. I would see her on occasion and everything. It just felt like, I mean, I had mother figures. I had an aunt, I had an older sister, I had a grandma and stuff like that. So, um, I had it there, but it's not the same. It's not the same as having a mother there and everything like that. But it feels like when you lose a parent young, you grow up. That loss of innocence just really... Especially Ben's seven. He's seven. He hasn't even hit double digits yet. So he's got like, what, five years worth of memories of his mom. Anna's got maybe eight. Well, maybe ten, I guess. I, it depends on how far... It seems like the younger you are, the earlier you're, you have your memories. Like you can remember earlier. But if you're like like 50, what are the odds that you're going to remember something when you're like three or four? Unless it's something that sticks so hard in your brain that like so, and, and this is the thing I was thinking about the other day, it was a, the sense of smell and how that plays with your memory. You could have something that like you walk into a room, there's a familiar smell and then you don't, you know, you know, smell that scent for like 20 plus years and it's like it hits you and it puts you right back in that spot again. This is Isabel's worry. She says, carrying carrying it alone, this responsibility for the rest of my life. I mean, all the, the fear, her fear always being compared to Jackie. Like, well, that's not how mom would have done it. Mom would have done it this way and just saying, oh, yeah, thanks for, but, you know, my mom is like, the feeling of being compared, but then again, when Isabel says, you're perfect, and just, Jackie kind of, la- like, nervously laughs and rolls her eyes, like, come on, really, it's like, and Isabel says, you know, no, they worship you, those kids just love you, it's like, yeah, they're, you know, She's their mom, of course they would. They think she hangs the moon, you know, the sun, the moon, and the stars. Yeah, these are just Isabel's fears. Just, I don't want to be looking over my shoulder for the next 20 years knowing that somebody could have done it better, done it right. And she adds, the way that I can't.
And this is nice of Jackie as she asks, what do I have that you don't? So, yeah, this is where Isabel says, you're Mother Earth incarnate. And then, of course, Jackie throws out, well, you're hip and fresh. And that's the thing that Anna does kind of see Isabel kind of like a big sister in a little way. I mean, she's younger. I mean, where Jackie is probably nearing 40, maybe Isabel is probably like 28 or something like that. So there is a bit of an age gap there. Whereas Isabel is probably closer to Anna's age and a little more than Jackie would be. Yeah, an another thing, yeah, she says that you ride with Anna, you go horseback riding. I I've never been on a horse. I've taken pictures of horses, but I've never rode on one. And Jackie says, you know, you'll learn, you'll learn, you'll take lessons, you know, that's what you do. You learn if your kid is interested in an activity and you're like, hey, I want to bomb with my kid. Like, hey, they want to pick up rollerblading. Like, I haven't been in ages, but I'll go grab a pair of skates and I'll join you. I'll learn. That's what you do. You take an interest, even if it's something that you're not a big fan of or has no interest to yourself, you do it because your kid is interested. And this, of course, is me speaking as someone who doesn't have kids. Speaking as a child, I honestly would would love for a parent to do that. I think that would be great. And this makes me cry here as... Isabel says, you know every story, every wound. Like, every time they've, you know, gotten hurt, every, you know. You know, basically, Jackie has them from birth until present time. That's still, I mean, it seems like a lot of time, but if you look at it in more than a span of years, it's not much. She's got seven and twelve years with these kids. Isabel's going to most likely have them their pre-teen, teenage years, adult years, middle age years, most likely. She's going to be there for all of it. Isabel is going to be the one welcoming Jackie's grandkids when they come into the world. She's going to be the grandma to those kids. But, you know, a step-grandma. I mean, Jackie's going to be there in spirit, too. Yeah, she says, you know, every story, every wound, every memory, their whole life's happiness is wrapped up in you. And you just see this tear out of Jackie's eye as she realizes just how true that is. Yeah, Isabel says every single moment. Yeah, Isabel continues, you know, don't you get it? Look down the road to her wedding. But yeah, she's like, picture this. I'm in a Alone in a room with Anna, it's her wedding day. You know, I'm fitting her veil. I'm fluffing her dress. Telling her that no woman has ever looked more beautiful than she does right now. Yeah, and as I said, this breaks me every time. Just, you know, imagine, you know, her thinking and saying, you know, I wish my mom was here. Oh my gosh. This, that, that gets me just... Isabel's voice breaking on that and just that stark realization she'll feel like a stand-in when it's like that's the moment that yeah Anna is going to be missing her mom and Jackie's fear is that she won't be thinking that because think about it 
Anna's 12. What do, usually some people probably get married when they're, what, 24, 25? You know, that's if, you know, Anna goes to college for four years or whatever. And, you know, even it feels like women, people are waiting longer to get married. It seems like they're waiting well into their late 20s, maybe even early 30s now. And which, that's not necessarily a bad thing. You don't have to get married right out of college. You don't have to do that. Take your time. The right person's going to come for you. I honestly do. I believe in fate 100%. You know, with me and my husband, that's exactly the way that the stars just aligned. And, you know, we met when I started at the video store, but we didn't date. We didn't even do that for at least a year after. And then we dated for three years and then we got married. So you wait long enough, the person, the right person's going to come along when the time is right, when it's meant to happen. Don't go looking for it because it's going to find you. And Jackie says, but the truth is, you know, she doesn't have to choose. She can have us both. Yeah, she can love us both without feeling like she's slighting the other parent. Like, I don't want my mom to feel bad if I care, you know, and love Isabel, like, you know, she's, a, you know, my mom in a way. It's like, yeah, she is your mom. And so is your biological mom. Doesn't mean you love the other any less. And yeah, Jackie says, and she will be a better person because of me and because of you. Yeah, Jackie says, I have their past and you can have their future. Our Drone, please. Double. What's up? Last year, I lost Ben. What? In the supermarket. You're lying. It's true. That's impossible. You could never lose that kid for one second. did. Ben never mentioned it. He just remembers I found him. Why didn't you tell me? <laughs> you know why. I never wanted to be a mom. Sharing it with you is one thing. Carrying it alone the rest of my life. Always being compared to you. You're perfect. <laughs> they worship you. I just don't want to be looking over my shoulder every day for 20 years, knowing that someone else would have done it right done it better the way that I can't. What do I have that you don't? Your Mother Earth incarnate. 
you're hip and fresh. You ride with Anne, you'll learn. You know every story, every wound, every memory. Their whole life's happiness is wrapped up in you. Every single moment. Don't you get it? <laughs> Look down the road to her wedding. I'm in a room alone with her. Fitting her veil, fluffing her dress, telling her no woman has ever looked that beautiful. And my fear is that she'll be thinking I wish my mom was here. And mine is, she won't. But the truth is, she doesn't have to choose. She can have us both. she will be a better person because of me and because of you. I have their past and you can have their future. Right, it's Christmas morning and of course Ben is the first one up. Like, just like i hope there's a white dove i hope there's a white dove just coming out seeing all the presents and of course you know they they do like like we can but i think your mom wants to visit with you and your sister for a little bit so that's we you know giving equal time even though they're both you know you know um Isabel and Luke are there at the house i just thought this is sweet you know this probably most likely could be the, her final christmas Buddy, um, I can tell you right now, the white dove is not going to be in one of those wrapped boxes because you would be opening a box with a dead dove inside. So yeah, Luke and Isabel are getting the table set up for breakfast and everything. Anna's helping. And Isabel says, hark, I hear the gentle sounds of Benjamin. And Luke's like, yeah, we better get out there before he starts ripping open all the presents. Well, he is seven and he is looking for that dove. Literally, like, picking up presents and just, like, but he's at floor level, so it's not like he's, like, tossing them. Like, ugh, not the white dove. Ugh, not the white dove. So, yeah, when uh, Luke and Anna and Isabel come in, <laughs> like, okay, calm down, Ben. Relax. <laughs> the presents are still going to be there. Because Isabel says, you know, your mom actually wants you guys to go upstairs and open her gifts with her first. So, it's like, all right. So, yeah, she tells him, okay. But he's like, all right, me first. I'm going first. <laughs> oh, I see you guys. 
into Jackie's room and he opens his gift which is a real magician's cape with baby pictures of Ben and Jackie on there with Ben as a baby and it's just so sweet and it just breaks my heart because you can tell I mean she does look like um the end is kind of nearing there, but it's just she wants a sweet moment with her son so he can take this memory and and hold it and cherish it forever. He puts the she helps him put the cape on and he sees the pictures of you know Jackie and himself like as a baby and when he was young and everything kind of running down the um the side of it there and he asks her do you know that I was good looking right away and she's like are you kidding everyone in the hospital was talking about it <laughs> such a handsome little baby I love how she cups his face and says but this good looking was beyond my imagination Aww. this kid with the straightforward questions he just like boom right in the heart because he's happy and then it dawns on him the realization like as he asks are you dying? Oh my gosh my heart. And she looks at him and she says what do you think? And he says yes. Oh little man breaks my heart. And you know he realizes you know as he says then I won't see you anymore. And she says, well, no, you won't see my body. She uses this metaphor with the caterpillar about, you know how a caterpillar becomes something else? You know, becomes a butterfly? She uses that, you know, metamorphosis and something like and that. That really, I think that's a good metaphor. And she says, yeah, a butterfly. You'll just have to imagine me off flying somewhere. And she tells him, you know, the magician knows the secret that just because you don't see something doesn't mean it's not there. She pulled a quarter from his ear. <laughs> and she tells him, you know, even though it may seem like I'm gone, the magician knows better. And he asks, so where will you be? And I love how she takes his hand and kind of curls it inward and points to his chest and says, right here. No, she's not doing a impersonation of E.T. You know, no. It's just like, she'll be you know, inside your heart. Right here inside the magician. And he asks, can I talk to you while you're there? And she's always, always, of course. He says, you won't hear my voice, but deep inside, you'll know what I'm saying. I like that she is letting him know, like, I'm not physically, physically going to be here. Like, my body's not going to be here anymore. You're not going to be able to hear my voice audibly. But spiritually... 
she'll be there. She'll be inside of him. She's like, buddy, she's a part of you. You share DNA. In a way, if you think about it, as he grows, it's like she's going to be kind of growing alongside him in a way. And he says, you know, it isn't good enough. And she says, no, of course it isn't because it isn't everything. And she says, and we want everything, don't we? Yeah. That's what she says. Yes. Yeah. So one thing we do have that can never go away is our dreams. Yeah, we can meet up in our dreams. Just like I said, you know. You know, I, I honestly think when you dream about, you know, family and friends that have passed, that's them visiting you in your subconscious. I feel it deep down in my heart that that is the case. That that is 100% true. Hey, I'm here just checking in, seeing how you're doing. Yeah, and she says we can still meet and talk in our dreams and go for walks together in the summer and in the winter. In the rain and in the sun. Aww. And she says, and I can come and pick you up and we can go flying. This breaks my heart as he says this. He looked at This kid is so, he is so down to earth serious as he says. You know, he can be funny and giggly, but when he needs to be serious, this kid, yes. He says, nobody loves you like I do. Oh my God, my heart. <laughs> This boy is a great actor. He really is. And he hugs her and as she holds him, she says, nobody ever will. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Sweetie, I think this has your name on it. First official photo of you and me as a couple. See that? Did you know I was good looking right away? Everybody in the whole hospital was talking about it. Are you kidding? But this good looking was beyond my imagination. Are you dying? What do you think? Talk to you when you're there. Always, always, always. You won't hear my voice. 
voice, but deep inside, you'll know what I'm saying. But it's not good enough. No. No. Of course it isn't, because it isn't everything. And we want everything, don't we? still have one thing, one of our greatest things we're gonna always have. You know what that is? Our dreams. We can still meet in our dreams. We can talk to each other there and go for walks together in the summer and in the winter and in the rain and the sun and Nobody loves you like I do. Nobody ever So Anna comes in with some tea, and uh, Jackie says, Merry Christmas. Oh, and so Ben's going to go and share, show his new cape to Dad and Isabel. To look at Isabel. Okay. That way Anna can have time with her mother. So. This is sad too. As he says in the doorway before he leaves. Ben says. Mom will you show dad how to double knot my sneakers. The way you do for school in the morning. That way he knows. Because in a way he. You know it's it's something like little things. That you know moms know how to do. That maybe you know they take special care. Just like that's not the way mom does it. So it's like. Can you show him how to do that? Because, yeah. It makes sense. I mean, that way you don't kind of worry about having to retie your shoes constantly. You know constantly how often, you know, laced shoes come undone. Unless you double knot them. I honestly think the thicker the laces, the more easily. Like, they don't tie very well. They don't stay tied unless it feels like you double knot them. Like, that extra security. Yeah, Jackie made a quilt for Anna. I'm thinking she can put that on her bed. She can take that with her when she goes to college if she lives in a dorm. You know, she can, you know, take that with her when she, you know, gets married, moves into a house with, you know, her husband and they have babies and everything like that. And just, she, yeah, and it has the picture. Jackie did an amazing job. An amazing, amazing job with that and the cape. Beautiful. And I love how Jackie refers to it as kind of like a scrapbook you can keep warm with because it's got all their pictures on it. And I love how they go through each one. It's just, well, through some of the pictures. Oh, that's cool. It's not just pictures. It's also like the horse, the medal you got for riding, that dress you wouldn't take off in pre-K for three weeks. I had that put on there. Just, uh, just amazing. First step, March 3rd, 1986. Oh, a little footprint. And Anna asks, are you scared? And Jackie says, a little, but, you know, I'm not anymore because I know you're going to be okay. Well, she probably thought at first, because she's most likely known about this for a bit. Just the idea of Luke you know, living with Isabel and just seeing the kind of woman that Isabel was, you know, putting her career first and, 
you know, just not having time for the kids and treating like there's such a major inconvenience. And just probably thinking to herself, this is the woman that I'm entrusting my babies to. That she's most likely... Well, and the fact that she didn't know at the time that, you know, she probably thought they got all the cancer. They got all the cells out. But, and it just, it seems like definitely now, especially with that last meeting in the restaurant with um, Isabel and Jackie, that they've turned a corner in a positive light. So, yeah. It's like, I, I, I'm okay now. I, I feel confident that Isabel is going to be able to take good care of you and raise you up right and be there for you in a way that I'm not physically going to be able to anymore. And it's just so sad as Anna cries. She says, I don't want to say goodbye. I'm going to miss you so much. And it's just, yeah, it's like, I don't want you to not be here anymore. And, and that's the thing with my dad, you know. I just, it's like, who am I going to call when I need advice about something? You know, I would call every weekend just to see how things were and how he was and everything like that. It was a routine and just, like, the little things that had happened, you know, in the past year and just thinking, oh, I gotta call Dad and tell him about this and then realizing that I can't anymore. Or even with my grandma who recently passed away, just a couple times just thinking, oh, I can call and then realizing that I can't. I can't call her and then tell her about this job and how much I love it and everything. Because I didn't have the job when she was still alive. I had a job I was miserable at. But I think that I think that she helped me get this job that I love so much. And I am so thankful for that. <laughs> and she says, you know, it's okay. It's okay to miss me. You can miss me and you can take me with you. And she says, you know, when you're in trouble, have me there. And when you fall in love, have me there. And when you have your babies, I definitely want to be there. And Jackie says, that's how people go on forever, you know. Because someone, somebody takes them along. She says, you know, on your graduation and your wedding and when you have your babies. She says, take me along, will you? And of course, Anna, they're both crying. And Anna says, always, always and always. And Jackie says, you have made my life so wonderful. And she says, take that with you too. Okay, oh, just that memory and just knowing that you have made my life so wonderful. Hi, I brought you some tea. Oh, Merry Christmas, baby. Merry Christmas. Look what Mom made me. Wow. I'm going to go show Dad and Isabel. Thank you, sweetheart. Oh, Mom, will you make sure Dad knows how to double knot my sneakers the way you do for school in the morning? Yes. Thanks. That's yours. Scrapbook, you can 
keep warm with. It's, it's so beautiful. I've never seen anything like it. See your horse here and your medals that you got. And you remember this? That was that dress you wouldn't take off in pre-K for about three weeks. Do you remember that? Yeah. Your first step. Look at your foot. <laughs> Look at that little chubby cheek thing. Look at you. Are you scared? Little. Mostly I was scared for you, but I'm not anymore because I know you're going to be okay. So we're downstairs and everyone's opening gifts. We see that beautiful dog whose name we'll never know. <laughs> it's a girl dog. I think it's the dog's name is Izzy. We'll call the dog Izzy because we don't know what its name is. Isabel too. Oh my gosh. Isn't that from Legends of the Fall? Like the girl's name was like she was called Isabel Isabel too. After Tristan's mom. <laughs> oh, he sounds disappointed. <laughs> Every gift he opens that isn't a dove. So yeah, it, oh, it's a 3D puzzle of a castle. That's cute. Uh, and uh, she, uh, Jackie's like, "What's the matter, Ben? You seem disappointed." He's like, "What? Uh, no, Mom, everything's great." You know that Jackie and Isabel are sharing a look like they know. He's like, "I love my presents." Oh, looks like Dad's got another one. He knows exactly what that is because he sees this. Magical star cape. It's a black cape. Well, not a cape. It's more like a... I don't know. It's just um, a light little thin blanket or something that's put over what clearly is a cage for a bird. It's like, hey, it's got your name on it, buddy. I think somebody got a bike from what I can see. Abracadabra. <laughs> he pulls off the sheet and it's a beautiful bird cage um kind of small not much to it but it is a bird cage it's like oh it's a beautiful cage great there's no bird in there everyone's in on this except for ben clearly because even anna's like yeah like he this is 
He's got the bird, he just wants to do the special reveal for him. Uh, yeah, Lugtra puts the, uh, the sheet over the cage again and says, because Ben's like, it's empty. Like, what is this, a joke? So, so yeah, he puts the sheet on again and says, you know, I think you should say the magic words, Ben. Yeah, he says, Abracadabra, Alakazam, Alakazoom, boom, and whips the cl- uh, sheet off and there's a white dove in there. That dove is huge. There's no way it's going to stay in that little cage there because, and he's like, wow, it worked. It's like, one minute, it's an empty cage. Next, there's a big plump dove in there. You better hope that your dog does not have a uh, uh, a prey drive. Because uh, it's going to go, where's the bunny? Where's the white bunny? Is it? It's probably at the loft. The bird going, as Luke takes it out so that way um, Ben can pet the bird. Oh, this is so sweet. He is so loving and tender with this bird. He bends down and gives the bird a kiss between the wings and it's on his back. And it's just adorable. And he just passes the bird to Anna and then to, um, to Jackie. And... Isabel, of course, she's filming this whole thing. It's like, yes, this is going to be great to look back on one day. So, yeah, Isabel has everyone get on the sofa to take a family picture. Oh, Jackie's going to hold the bird in the picture. Where's the dog? Oh, no, Ben's holding the dove. Okay. And she says, all right, on the count of three, I want to see big Christmas smiles. We got Jackie... On the end, and then Anna's in the middle, then Luke, and then Ben sitting on Luke's lap. This is so sweet. As Jackie says, good. Now let's get one with the whole family. Isabel? And the shock of just Isabel, the the surprise. Like, oh, okay. Oh, I love how she says that. I don't know. I mean, is Isabel and Luke, did they have their wedding or are they waiting? Oh, she sets it up on a timer so that way she can take the picture with uh, the family. This is so sweet. I love how Jackie puts her arm around Isabel's shoulder and Isabel reaches up and holds Jackie's hand. This is just, it's so sweet. It's like just a a wonderful whole family. I take it the only reason they use black and white is because color pictures are very expensive. <laughs> I don't know. I think black and white does make it look, feel more real and authentic. There we go. There's the dog for five seconds. But it's, that dog looks like it's fully grown. disappointed. Huh? No, everything's great, Mom. <laughs> I love my presents. Hey, guys. It looks like we forgot one. It's got your name on it, buddy. Abracadabra. What a beautiful cage. <laughs> it's empty. Let's try it again. Maybe this time you should say the magic words. Abracadabra. 
sofa for a picture, huh? Baby, can you put that birdcage on the floor for me? Where did the dog go? Here? <laughs> I mean, seriously, it was there? No, it's not there. <laughs> on the count of three, I see big Christmas smiles. One, two, Benjamin, three. Excellent. Good one. Okay, now let's get one with the whole family. Isabel? Okay, let me just reset this. Get ready. If you need me, call me. No matter where you are, no matter Okay, turns out I looked at the time for this review, and yes, it is over four hours. Just a little bit over four hours. So, all right, let's look at some. Uh, let's. I'm not doing all this trivia because we'll be here forever. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, so this is the second Chris Columbus film that focuses on divorce. The first was Mrs. Doubtfire with Robin Williams and Sally Field. I did cover that, I believe, for Father's Father's Day and. It might have been, I think it was 2020. I had all that time um, waiting for my job to reopen after, you know, everything had been shut down. So, yes, this is the second movie that Christopher Columbus has done on the subject of divorce. Let's see. Oh, that's right! When Isabel Julia Roberts lets Anna try on her lipstick, Jackie Susan Sarandon says, You only see that color in the day on Working Girls. Julia Roberts played a quote-unquote working girl, because we don't call them hookers anymore, uh, in Pretty Woman. And I definitely want to cover that and Runaway Bride for the podcast. All right. Yeah, I'm happy they went with Stepmom, because rejected titles included Goodnight Moon, which is a book. I don't think they'd be allowed to use that title. Promises Kept. Eh. See You in My Dreams. Eh, that sounds... Yeah. And always, always. No, th those, I, I'm happy they rejected those titles because they don't sound good at all. The movie plot is taken from the TV movie The Other Woman in 95 starring Lee, Lee Layton and Jill Elkenberry. Um, I was going to say, I thought there was another movie called, also called The Older Woman that had um, Lisa Kudrow... And Natalie Portman in it, where, yeah, I could have sworn, I think there is. I think it came out in like 2015, 16, 17, 18, one of those years. 
Each of the leads were nom- was nominated for an Oscar for playing real people. Sarandon as Sister Helen Prudine in Dead Man Walking, which I have not seen. Roberts as Aaron Brockovich, Ellis and Aaron Brockovich. And Harris as Jackson Pollock in Pollock. Roberts and Sarandon both won. Harris lost. I have not seen Dead Man Walking. I think I saw like a clip and it's like, I don't know. That seems a little more dramatic than I can handle. The title in England was Stepmum. Because, you know, they say mum, M-U-M over there, not mum. Okay, I'm happy they went with um, Julia Roberts for the role of Isabel. I could not see Molly Ringwald being in this movie. Didn't she kind of peter out after the 80s? And, I mean, I'd have to look at her resume, but I, I can't, no. I mean, wasn't she in that show Secret Diary Diary of an American Teenage Teenager or something? I never watched it. I think I saw like a clip of her and I'm like, Ugh, no, thank you. Hard pass. Because that show was made by the same that made the, the preachy show Seventh Heaven. Oh, the song that Julia Roberts sings to Ben in the hospital is called If I Needed You, which was recorded by her ex-husband ex- her ex-husband ex- Lyle Lovett on the, his 1998 album Step Inside This House. I've not heard anything by Lyle Lovett that I can think of. I'd have to go look at his music um, history albums and kind of see, you know, sometimes like, I haven't heard anything by them and then I'll play it like, oh yeah, I have heard of that song. That's the same thing with, like, you hear certain songs and, like, yeah, I know that. Or you'll look like, I don't know that song. And then you play it and you're like, yeah, I do. It's because sometimes you don't always know the title of the song. But you know the melody. Yeah, that's the thing I noticed, uh, revealing mistakes. Ben surprises Isabel by hiding inside the kitchen cabinets. However, in the next shot of the open cabinets, you can clearly see that there was no space for him to fit inside. Yeah, if you remember... I'm trying to remember what that episode was of Seinfeld where... I guess the carpenter was working on Jerry's apartment and he, at the end of the episode, you see the cabinets, Jerry opens one and George is just laying inside like there's enough space for him in there. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> those were not those type of cabinets. Okay, so clearly the person who wrote this goof is, must be from England because refer to the bag of chips that Isabel has as crisps, which they call that over in England, crisps. And I think cookies are biscuits. I thought there was some other thing, too, that was different. Um, yeah. Let's see here. Uh, chips, those are fries. Yeah, we call, they call chips fries over in the UK. This isn't really a goof. It says the children are given a dog, but after that day, apart from one brief scene, it is never seen or, um, I beg to differ. The dog was seen at that photo shoot. And also when Anna's working on that tree, trying to figure out the leaves, the dog is there. The dog is also in the bed with Anna when, uh, Ben thinks that he put Isabel to sleep for a thousand years with that cocoa he gave. And then, of course, the dog, of course, grows up because you see it for a hot second at the very end. Yeah, Jackie's petting the dog on the head and the dog is, like, almost a year, probably a year old. I don't think, maybe not a year old. A year has not passed. 
So I hope you all enjoyed this episode. I had I had so much fun and enjoyment. I've not watched this movie in years. I kind of held off just because I knew I wanted to cover it for the podcast. And usually with any movie I do, I really want to put enough time and distance so that way my reactions are more fresh. So with that being said, I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful holiday and a wonderful happy new year as we go in we finish up 2021 as of next week and a week from this saturday we are going to be in 2022 so if you guys want to email the podcast i'd love to hear your thoughts on my review the email is lbom wonder years podcast at gmail.com bye bye